Tomahawk, everybody. Welcome to I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Gareth Smith. And uh, we are coming at you from the first time we're recording in, I guess, the new, new studio? The new, 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 the new, new, new studio. studio. Our old studio was downstairs. <laughs> yes. The new one. This is like upstairs. where I actually intended to put the studio. Yeah, this Upstairs is and Murder House. By the way, Dan, this is our 150th. What? Episode of I like to movie movie. Oh man, we should have planned something. This well, is, well, bad. we did. We did. We did a double Rambo feature. That's true. A <laughs> that double Rambo feature. Yeah. And so uh, for this double Rambo feature, this was actually suggested to us uh, by fellow Cinema Seventy Sixer, uh, fellow. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You do your own credits. Andy Elijah. Hello. Hello, everybody. Great to be here. I can hear myself. Is Welcome that weird? back. You can hear yourself. What do you mean? Well, I hear a slight little echo. Well, that's just the room. Oh, that's just the room. The room. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought like, you know like, you're not, you're wearing, not wearing any headphones. I thought that I was hearing myself through like a through like a speaker, but no, no you're, you're right. just coming it's down the acoustics from the of the room. Visual high that is Rainbow yeah. First Blood Part Two. I know. I feel like it definitely is true. Yeah, which, uh, boy, okay. I mean, yeah. we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we will get there, moly. but make sure you guys, uh, yeah. while we've got your attention oh, yeah. here, uh, you should uh, check everything out online that we do. Uh, uh, like, subscribe, tell your friends, give us some five-star reviews. Uh, you know, Let us know what you want to hear. Interact with us. It's I Like 2 Movie with the numeric 2 across any platform that you can think of, or just write I Like 2 Movie Movie into your search bar, and you will get to us. So Good. do that. Find us. And I mean, you found us essentially, yeah. but you know, we just give us some feedback. Yeah, actually, uh, five star reviews on iTunes would be hugely helpful. They're the uh, best thing. Yeah, we got another one recently from somebody that was like very kind. Uh, and uh, the more of those we get, the the more we sort of show up in other people's feeds. Right on, yeah, thank you so much, whoever left that yeah. review. I I did not read it, but I promised to. So thank yeah, you. yeah. I, I wish I remembered the name, but I don't. Uh, so it's our 150th. What if it was just like joespositivereviews.com? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, he just loves everything. He's like, do you, do you guys like moldy butter? <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> Clickfarmreviews.com. Yeah. Man, it is warm up here, isn't it? It's a little warm, but once, it's the jungle, though. You okay. know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. I, I, I might open fine. that window at some point. I'll open it for it if you want. We'll see. We'll we see. Calibrate. We'll, yeah. we, we might have to break that seal at some point. And the the street noise could just add a layer of authenticity to it could, it could. I like to movie movie. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Podcast from South Philadelphia. Hear the sounds of Murder House. Yeah. Um, which is powered by God Volts. I found a wire outside that just says God Volts on the side. Really? It just goes right into my house. I was like, yeah, of course, of course, Murder House is powered by God Volts. God Volts. Yeah, Sounds like there. a forgotten like '90s uh, goth band. <laughs> yeah, God Volts. No, yeah. they're like they're like the Christian goth band. <laughs> yeah, God Volts. Yeah. We're God yeah. Volts. Right. Yeah. And they're just like Jesus. They're kind of edgy. You know what I mean? Jesus. They're like actually, you're just really into God. Yeah. 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 Remember like, Striper? No, I don't. Oh, Striper. they were like What's a Christian oh, I do. Y- I metal do. band. Now I remember S T R Y P E R. I don't really know any of the the. Like I didn't, I didn't I know get into music really until after I got out of religion. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Uh, but I guess I was not religious pretty early. But uh, yeah. I, I remember DC Talk. That's oh, the yeah. one I know. Yeah, that was a big one. But yeah. they were like, I remember them being like pretty good even after well, I got out. Were they all right or was I just nine? basically like a boy band for yeah, yeah, like yeah. Christian kids. Well, they and genre hopped. Yeah, because yeah. they, they, they like, like Nirvana songs. Well, yes, but what I remember most, yeah, they had a song called Jesus Freak that was like yeah, very was much a, big a Nirvana yeah, yeah. song. That was a big one. But they also he had like, Rape Jesus. <laughs> yeah. They Again. also had a bunch of rap songs, <laughs> which were uh, bad. Really? Like, yeah. Um, uh, not really raps, but more like talks. Yeah, like yeah. DC, DC talks. talks. Yeah. Uh, what did that stand for? Like Divine Christ uh, talks something, or something? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, District wait, of Columbia. I, I, remember, I will always why? remember one of the verses. It was like, we're Detectives Comics talks. Yeah, because it was so funny. It was like, d- down with the one that is known as the son of the G to the O to the D. Never know, gotta go. It was like so, Whoa. like nineties it because it's wrong yeah. to say. It. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. Yeah. That's incredible. D to the oh, that's incredible. Yeah, it I love really it. Funny. I love it. There they do a, like yeah. a Welcome to Miami song, but it's like <laughs> it's like Welcome to like they, I don't know. Welcome to Sterling, Topeka. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Bienvenido a Topeka. <laughs> Party in the city where the ground is flat. <laughs> Didn't comb my hair, so I wear a hat. <laughs> All morning I'm in church, <laughs> praying to. I mean, yeah. I what does Will Smith say in that song? Or is it in Getting Jiggy with It where he says something like, you know, on a cigar, but he, then he rep- very quickly says, like, I just hold it, I don't light it. You know, which song <laughs> is that? He, like, Will Smith makes it very clear that yeah. he's puffing on a cigar, but actually he doesn't light it. He's so wholesome. Clean. He doesn't. So yeah. wholesome. Yeah. I guess what I've got the perfect, tr- I've got the perfect segue here. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no surprise to see up in the club, Sly Stallone, oh! Miami, my second home. <laughs> Party in the club where the heat is on. <laughs> hey, Will. That, that's how you know hey. it's like 1997 is when is when he name drops seeing Sly Stallone yeah, yeah. in a club. Yeah, that's where, so funny. Yeah, that was like, now it's like oh, everyone was like, "Yo, dog, he's that guy from Copland." <laughs> oh, like we all knew who Sly James Stallone was. James Mangold <laughs> Films, baby. Mangold for the week. I did. That is a wonderful transition that I'm just gonna fucking x out really quick because I did, I want to. No, please, let's talk I, more well, about whatever you want to talk. About. I wanted to talk about two things quick because one of them is something DC that. Talk. Um, well, yes, I definitely wanted to plug DC Talk okay. and their music from 20 years ago. <laughs> I, uh, Turns I, out they're all just like 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 gay now or oh, dead yeah. of overdoses. Oh, like yeah. they just went completely the other that way. That is 100% the joke of like most Christian pop music is that like the lyrics just sound like somebody that like needs to come out of the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> is literally a po- there was uh, I rem- this was like after I'd left the church and a friend of mine sent me a music video. He was like, dude, this is what's happening in Christian music right now. And it was like, I think a big hit at the time. I don't remember what the band was called, but the the, the chorus of this song was, come on my soul, come on my soul, come on my soul. It was like, oh, that's insane. Yeah. It was crazy. Did you ever see that one? It's like, a, it's like an old... I guess like public access show, but there's a band that sings this. Jesus is my friend. I have a friend in Jesus, and it's like a, it's just very weird. Yeah. But then like there's a verse where he's just talking about like, and then Jesus comes over and fills me deep inside, and you're like, whoa, oh, oh. wow, <laughs> boom, pump yeah. the brakes there. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, the, uh, a buddy of mine wanted to write a web series about a Christian band that was clearly like five homosexuals <laughs> that DC had Cuck. not come out of the closet <laughs> even to each other yet. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? I Dan? said DC cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that stands for dick cock cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jesus was a freak. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, oh, okay, so, so let's get to the two things you Wait, wanted, yeah, okay. then we'll get to the transition yes. that we next have. <laughs> so no. one of them, though, is uh, something we're all going to be doing on Cinema 76 this coming week. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, it will have happened by the time you're listening to this. So if you look at Cinema 76, you'll find a ton of Brian De Palma stuff from everybody because Andy won the summer movie wager oh, this congrats. year. congrats. Yeah. Wait, Which is we, this airing this weekend, by the way? No, or? this will be like okay. next Sunday. It'll so, come out. So, this, so everything will have been up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. yeah but so. it's going to stay up. There's yeah. no, there's yeah. no, they don't go <laughs> away. It doesn't yeah. go away. They're not Mission Constantly. Impossible yeah. so missions. So if you go we're, to Cinema... We're not a Snapchat music blog. Yeah, right. Yeah. So if you go to Cinema76.com right now, you should see like a week's worth of De Palma coverage. Andy decided to task yeah. the Cinema 76 team uh, as his win uh, yes. for the summer movie wager. and with, Which uh, was very hard. All I had to do was just put a Disney film in each top five uh, slot, uh-huh. and I won, yep. basically. Yeah. You, I, I yeah. almost am mad at you on behalf of Disney for that being your strategy. <laughs> Yeah, that so was a little I, bit fuck you, but also I get to write about Phantom of the Paradise. And yes, so that's like, exactly. so thank you. That's going to be fun. I tweeted at the guy that started the summer movie wager, and I was like, you know, this was a whole lot of fun before I realized it was like a scientific study of how Disney is dominating the <laughs> yeah. the uh, the film world. It really is. It's yeah. it's crazy, and that's like I, one of the theories around them buying up, like not buying up, but like clamping down on repertory screenings yeah. is that like you put a repertory screen in there that's one less screen that we can use right. and like that's not been yeah, said true. as their theory right. but that makes a lot of sense yeah. which then leads credence to the theory that Disney's actual goal is to get every slot at the box office right, right. Yeah. yeah and that's like that's pretty crazy that's why well, also that's why wild. would they put something out that wasn't that was getting you away from either a current release or in front of Disney Plus, right? Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. no, they don't want you to, yeah. they, that wants you in one of two places: at home yep. watching Disney Plus or in the theater watching the latest, you know, Disney mm-hmm. movie. Yep, that's basically it. Yep. So, like, They're I don't know, do the like, old ones they'll just show on Disney Plus, I guess. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. And then, like, 20 years from now, they're going to be like, we have a new hand-drawn version of The Lion King. (laughs) What? And they just, it's just, you fast-forward 3,000 years in the future, and because it just keeps getting remade of the photo-real animation to animation, so it's just static (laughs) with Elton John music in the background. (laughs) But we'd be happy. Like, oh, my God, Disney's done it again! Yeah. Well, we already, uh, Tori and I watched um, uh, uh, Dress to Kill. Uh, which was pretty rad. With Michael Caine. Uh, somehow I knew the ending of that movie. I, d- I don't know where I picked that information up, yeah. but I knew it. I mean, the title kind of says yeah, everything. It, it does. But uh, it, So I feel like there was maybe, I might have enjoyed it a little more if I had that initial experience of being maybe like a little more surprised by it. But I also think there's like a lot of interesting stuff in that movie when you do know that information going in. You can kind of like see a lot of things as they're happening, you know, and it's it's pretty interesting. I just, that movie, like, looks amazing and sounds amazing. The music is, like, so good. It, I really enjoyed it. De Palma's just so goddamn clever. Yeah. He's a very clever director. He yeah. just knows how to make things, uh, reveal their information right. Yeah, I always felt like he's the most, like, one of the most cinematic directors there is. Yeah. Like, he, he treats the, you know, of, of all the directors that I love, He's the one who has kind of maximized the use of the medium itself. Mm. Like where he you know Tarantino like a could prop camera exactly. over the story. Like, but exactly, exactly. But he then he also has he's in total control of everything that's happening mm. on screen. Whereas in like you know you could theoretically conceive of like Tarantino or Paul Thomas Anderson, like maybe they could have had a career as authors or something like that. Mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. you know De Palma movies, yeah, you know, yeah, like oh, yeah, just like. Yeah, like you said, the camera is just... He sees it. It's it. Yeah, and like as you said, he basically, you know, 
perceives the camera like he in his documentary he talks about the scene from vertigo where uh um jimmy stewart is following uh kim novak or whatever and he's just like kind of driving behind her and he's basically so that's the movies right there is like we are jimmy stewart we are watching someone we're mm-hmm. spying on someone mm-hmm. we have access I think to somebody that's the key. and they don't know that we're watching he's mm-hmm. spying on his movies yeah, yeah that's the exactly. key is that he's like hiding the camera from the, the characters mm, yeah. yeah they have no idea that it's there yeah and they're carrying on and then they're also spying on somebody so it's just like an yeah, endless, yeah, yeah it's a never-ending like hall of mirrors which i love so i i in the last five or six years i've kind of come around to realizing that he's like easily a top five director for me so yeah, yeah. figured well, I get let's, to finally uh, watch Blowout. Let's do it. So exactly. Yeah. Blowout Spread is the love. so good. Can't wait. You're going to really love it, Garrett. Yeah, I, I can't think. wait. I'm hyped. Dude, I'm, Na- uh, is it yeah. Nancy? Yeah, Karen Allen's the brown-haired. Uh, no, Nancy, Jones, Nancy, Nancy Allen, Allen. From RoboCop. She's mm-hmm. in it. And, and she's, she's also in Dress to Kill. Fantastic in Blowout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's right. in Dress yeah. to Kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that they were, I think they got married for a little bit, Nancy Allen and Brian Palma. Yeah. You'll love it. Not John Boyd. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Real good. Real good. Remember him from Harry and the Hendersons? Uh-huh. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Tori and I went to see Claudio Simonetti's Goblin score Ooh. Deep Red live last night, and uh, it was fucking amazing. Like every movie should be screened with a live score. I was like blown away by the like impact that it, it like one it made. So whenever I watch uh, Argento movies, mm. I, I'm like really into Argento now. Every time Goblin music starts happening in an Argento movie, I'm like, why? What? This is the I like. I like have grown to like it because I just like Argento's movies. But it always feels like so out of place for like what I'm watching it's to gaudy. be scored by the Goblin music. Seeing it live, one, I think they actually kind of altered where their music came into the movie. Like mm. they, they clearly he had like his own control over how much of the movie we could hear over or underneath of them. And he basically set it up so that he was always adding score to whenever there was a sort of a length of period of a minute or more that nobody talked. Mm. There was just always Goblin score whenever there was a, a like a chunk of movie where people weren't speaking for some reason, you know? Mm. Um, and it was like awesome. Hearing it like live and loud over top of those scenes suddenly made those scenes like come alive in a way that they don't, even when they have that music... In the movie when I'm watching it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Have like you've seen the movie before. Yeah, I did. Yes. We watched it like last month. That's probably smart, actually. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I like that movie. It's like it's not my favorite Argento, but it is pretty interesting. It's it's very typical Argento. It's an artist in this case, a musician, I believe, uh, like witnesses a murder and then becomes a detective, basically trying to like solve this like murder that they witnessed. That's fun. Which is basically every Argento movie is like about yeah. an artist that witnesses something they shouldn't and then kind of becomes <laughs> a de facto detective trying to, to figure it out. That's really funny. I, I just saw a great meme on Twitter today. You, you know that meme where it's like, the, the the teenage white boy who's like has like a bulging vein in his forehead and he's like <laughs> trying really hard not to like yeah, do something. To there was a great meme where it's like every writer trying not to make the main character of their book a writer. <laughs> and so it's, true. And it's just like it, it it is really funny how obvious it is when like the main the main character of a movie is like I'm a photographer. Yeah. I'm a writer. It's yeah, it's yeah. like the, they never have the balls to just be like this guy's a filmmaker yeah. oh, and well, it's you see me. that more now I think people <laughs> His are His name are is uh 
Ario Dargento. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I am Twinton well, like, Quarantino. Yeah. <laughs> even in even in Phenomena, the main character is a young girl, so you're like, oh, okay, so he's gonna get away with not well, but she's the daughter of a famous director. <laughs> like that's uh, what, that uh, is like her character. Her name is Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asia. It's but anyway, it was awesome. But the reason I wanted to bring it up and tell you guys because this made me laugh really hard. So. Uh, we're like, it, it was like a really incredible experience. We're like, every time they start playing, I, I get like really giddy. I was like very excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the, it's lit in a way where like we mostly can't see them because we're trying to watch the movie. You know what I mean? But they're right there. So you can like kind of see them. But so I couldn't really make out what Claudio uh, Simonetti was wearing. But he had this like long sleeve shirt on. He's He, he literally looks like my dad. Yeah. He's definitely <laughs> in his 60s. He like, he just, he looks like my dad. Uh, and he's like standing there at his keyboard. And you've described to me before the way John Carpenter plays his shows where he just has two little fingers and he's yeah, plunk, yeah. plunk, 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 plunk. He looks like an extra typing in the background right. of the crime series. Claudia, John Carpenter play yeah. music. Yeah. Claudia Simonetti is like an amazing keyboardist. He's nice. like doing crazy he's like shit. classically trained probably yeah, or yeah. something like And that. he's like doing wild shit. He's really good. But so he's got this long sleeve shirt on and I could see it's got like graphics and writing on it of some kind. And I spend most of the movie not even paying attention to the movie, like trying to figure out what he's wearing. And by when the movie finally ends and the lights come up and I could see it, he's wearing a Deadpool long sleeve shirt that says, I got issues on the front. So, like, so I'm watching this dude that looks so like my dad. He's homeless? Yeah, I know. He's like got this crazy <laughs> shirt. On. And then like, so then they play a concert afterwards where they just like play clips from other movies that they oh, did the score cool. for while they play some score. And they also played some original stuff, which was great. But so we're like, then it's like when, when two James Taylor covers, when, no, when they're scoring deep red, they're like sitting, you know, like to play and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Once they like play the concert, they like, they all get up. And so like the rest of the band is like younger. And so they fucking like, they rock out to the metal they're playing and like have a real good time. But so he's like playing his piano and every once in a while, there's a part that he doesn't have to play. And every single time there's a part where he doesn't have to play, he puts his hands down and just does like a little dad dance. <laughs> he just immediately starts dad dancing. Like he's off he's to the doing, side. Garrett is currently doing a great little shoulder shimmy dance. Yeah, it's shoulder exactly shimmy. what it was. Like yeah, yeah. barely moving his hips, mostly like shimmying his Ooh, shoulders. Yeah, during the movie, like, do you hear the dialogue and stuff? Yeah, so he it? has it set up really well so that, like, pretty much, like I said, like, for the most part, they only play when there's not dialogue. Yeah, and then yeah. literally, like, their cues, they cut hard as soon as somebody starts talking. Uh, that's cool. So, like, Is they, it in, was it dubbed over in English or was it subtitled? So Argento's movie, I've actually never seen a subtitled Argento movie. I'm sure they exist, but all the cuts I've ever seen are, are English and, well, and so dubbed. Well, so I have a version of the film um, that is is on DVD and... It's it's a weird version. It's it's basically a two hour version. Whereas I understand, I think like the the main theatrical version was maybe like I ninety. Think, I think it's or, about ninety, yeah. And so the what, version I have, yeah, Deep Red, and um, there's thirty extra minutes of footage that are subtitled. That's very interesting. That was like so apparently this this was like the sort of the full length version that never made it to America, and it has, and they never bothered to dub over the extra right, 30 minutes yeah. of footage. So it's a really weird movie because you're watching it and then like there'll be these chunks intertwined where suddenly everyone is speaking Italian and it's subtitled. I mean, it makes sense so. to me because most Argento movies feel like they're missing substantial yeah. scenes. <laughs> like they yeah. just kind of like move from thing to thing exactly. sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I also am not convinced that a half hour more of that would make it make any more sense. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the extra half hour is just more scenes that were shot without any connective tissue. I saw one tissue. of those like, orchestras with the movie at the Man Center. Yeah. And it was one of the Indiana Joneses. And so that was uh-huh. like a lot of fun. It was I really bet. cool. But um, 
th- that was an issue though because it's a fucking orchestra. Yeah. That there'd be points where like, oh, I want to hear like the fun wordplay, and it, there's just like a yeah. thrumming under it because of that. But I mean, it was still fucking. And especially because cool. those movies in particular have like constant score. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, Argento like this movie has a lot of score that's not Goblin score. Mm. So there's like a lot of sections where they're not playing. There's just like some score happening yeah, that they have, is like, like scenes with themes, right exactly. There's just yeah. like droning. Behind yeah. The so rest like of it, it kind of yeah. makes sense the way that they're incorporated into the movie. You know. Mm-hmm. For it to actually be like a live rock concert, it makes like some of those sequences make more sense when you see it with a live rock band. Where you're like, "Oh, this scene is literally orchestrated to be seen this way." Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. Like, it was awesome. It was oh, really right cool. on. I'm glad you have fun. I have yeah, to see Deep yeah. Red. I've never seen it. It's really fun. It's got one really fucking amazing moment. In right it. on. There's we, just like a. Sub- I'm talking. Uh, is it the dummy scene? Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, sold. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna watch it tonight. It's yeah. f- it's fucking incredible. Is it on a uh, Shutter? I think so. It's either on Shutter or Prime. It's, okay. it's on I only have I don't have Prime. Oh, interesting. But, you know what? Profondo Rosso. I, I think I, I one of my friends gave me a password for Prime so I could watch uh, the boys. Do it up, dude. So I do. do I up. do have one. They oh. have a ton of Argento stuff on Prime. Actually, nice. yeah. And yeah, I've only some seen on a handful of Argento. I, yeah. I don't have a big knowledge of that. I just got into him this year, basically, and like opera is fucking amazing. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, Tenabre is really good. Mm. Um, Suspiria is obviously like great. Yeah, I, I like Suspiria. mostly slept through. Um, what's the sequel to Suspiria? Oh, Inferno. Inferno. I like mostly slept through that movie. Yeah. yeah, Inferno is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, you should also see. Oh, wait, you saw Phenomena, didn't you? Yeah, Phenomena's okay. Yeah, I, I'm not a big Phenomena yeah. fan. The score to Phenomena yeah. uh, That's is. The one where John Amazing. Travolta gets struck by lightning and then he can lift shit. <laughs> it, it, yeah, exactly. I didn't know that was Argento. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, I know, right? Uh-huh. He really Crazy. Out. Uh-huh. Um, okay, we can move on to Rambo. I just really wanted to tell you guys that Claudio Simonetti was wearing a Deadpool shirt. That's what I got issued that, last night. I had a funny... It's just funny uh, imagining like him basically being like, hmm, what am I going to wear on stage tonight? Deadpool long sleeve? Nailed it. Yeah. You know I mean? so, yes, this is it. Simonetti, yeah. you still got it. Yeah. That's After like what you start years. wearing in your life when you've basically just like given up and yeah. you're no longer trying. Yeah. And, you're, also and you're also very depressed. He, well, he, or maybe he just doesn't need to... Like, Why the fuck does he need to be cool? He's a he goddamn legend. Yeah. So maybe that's just his softest shirt. He was like, I had to play in a soft shirt tonight. Uh, that's what I like to yeah. think. Like, what's... It's very breathable. Yeah, yeah. who's Who he got to impress? We don't know what material yeah. it was made out of. No, you know? it could have been anything. The, the sound... I have a lot of shirts that I love that are ugly as shit, but I'll wear them because, <laughs> because as... The I'm like, as a, what is it, saves the day set. I'm through being cool. <laughs> there you go. You're th- I mean... And he keeps I only telling that everyone I was about doing me. an emo playlist today and having the best nostalgic time. <laughs> I had a thought while you guys were while we were saying Goblin a lot. Yeah, that if there was ever like a Mister Show character that was a parody of Rob Zombie, his name would probably be Bob Goblin. <laughs> Bob Goblin. Bob. Goblin uh, that might even really be a Bob thing Goblin. because the phrase Bob Goblin is like tumbling around in my yeah. brain, and it's just fun. To I say. love that. I wonder Bob if he Goblin. almost went with Bob Zombie. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Rob and Zombie of sounds Dragula, a lot better. It would be like Gorvet, and he'd be singing about his uh, <laughs> little his... red Gorvet. <laughs> Do you think his full name is Robert Zombert? Robert, that must be it. Like Robert Zimmerman, you yeah. know, like yeah. Bob Dylan, but close enough. <laughs> Bob-ert Zombert. Robert Zombert. Um, but wait, can I real quick? <laughs> yeah. His real I name do is just say. like Blood, like Blood Mangleford. <laughs> Blood oh, Mangleford. Dude, you had it. You had the perfect name. You went with Rob Zombie. <laughs> Come on, what are you ten? Well, speaking of Mister Mister Zombie, yes, uh, yes. me and me and Scully, here, oh, yeah. we saw uh, Three from Hell this oh, week. Oh yeah, that's correct. Which um, I liked quite a bit. I liked quite a bit. The too. third in the 
trilogy from uh, it's certainly a step down from devil's rejects but i think devil's rejects is kind of a special movie that's an all-timer for me i saw that in high school and i literally remember nothing about it i just remember there's a big like police shootout at the end oh yeah Yeah, that's all i remember you should watch it again especially now that you're getting into horror because it's very like reverential and and uh it's very texas chainsaw right very texas chainsaw Um, yeah yeah it's it's rob zombie chainsaw with a little bit like manson myth yeah Uh, definitely yeah i mean rob zombie is a i was listening to a little bit uh the beginning of the joe rogan podcast interview that you recommended yeah and he I listened to the first 10 minutes, but within it, he's already like, well, you know, when it kind of started out, I sort of wanted to, I originally wanted to be a filmmaker and the mm. you know, music was there too. So it kind of sounds like he, cause I was always like, oh, whoa, the, the heavy metal Rob Zombie, like he, oh, he went into movies. Yeah. He's actually got a decent but hand with his camera. He's, he's kind of 50, 50. And he said that directing Rob Zombie music videos was like his crash course film school. Mm. So, so House of a Thousand Corpses is really, um, is a, very cool movie. Um, I, I saw The Devil's Rejects like when I was in college and kind of hated it. I was that was kind of before my film days, as it were. Mm. Um, but now I really do like. I think when you watch his movies, you just feel the passion and you feel the vision and you feel the like. You know, he he's an auteur. Like he has a sense of style that is unmistakable. And uh, and I definitely thought even if Three from Hell was like a little shabby, mm. um, you could definitely and still feel his hands all than, over it. Than Devil's Rejects. Yeah, because okay. I think he was dealing with less resources. He was trying to do sort of a different thing on purpose. But you know, I understand this movie was a very quick production that ran into a fair amount of hurdles. And he seems to be the kind of guy that can like preserve a coherent and unique vision past hurdles, yeah. and even like let the hurdles define it. It's he's a tremendous filmmaker when when he really works for me, and when he doesn't, I just really respect that he's he really is only making the movies he wants to make yeah. to the best of his ability. Absolutely. That's like, and I liked this. It was fucked up. I love that baby is like, I don't want to say like she's crazy now, but that like she was a different type of crazy. Uh, yeah, to the she point was like where too it was crazy like, for Otis. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Otis is like, man, she's like really losing it. And she was great. And everyone was great. And I think that, uh, what's his name? Uh, that was kind of the stand-in for Richard uh, Brake. Sid Haig. Richard Brake. I love uh, Richard Brake. He really does a good job in that. Him and Otis's uh, back and forth is very brotherly and very... Yeah. Uh, realistic, at least to the world, but yeah. it's extreme. It, but I don't think that it's any more extreme. Is Sid Haig still in the movie? So, oh well, we don't. Let's not. Yeah, he's, okay. he's, he's in, in it. He's. Movie. Let's just say he's in it. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's. Yeah, we've probably already now, said so too it's much. Tough to get a full movie out of him. Right. You know? yeah. He's eighty years so, old. Yeah, he's eighty years old in real life. And so you know, I think it was originally going to be the him as the true yeah, I guess we I guess we can say like he's he's basically not in as much in the movie as I thought he would yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. simply because Because he's, he, he's old. He's old. He's old. Yeah. He's he's old and he he lived that grindhouse life, man. Yes. He's he's seen some shit. And I know he was in I I'm very limited on my black exploitation viewing. I know he was in like a few of the big ones. Like I think he was in Foxy Brown and mm-hmm. Coffee. And I would just love to see a young sexy Yeah, we hate. saw him in oh, um, no, just young. <laughs> Really? No. He, he just he's always just a, he's weird. a crazy looking man. Yeah he I mean, what was that sexy one movie called then? Uh, was that X Fest one year? It was oh, like the one with all the, the, the lady seven co- women of something something or something or other. I'm never gonna remember. Amazing what that Amazon is. babes of the Babe Land Zone. Like that ladies. That's he tight. was in it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The end. We'll see you next time on Alex. But he looks like he's Wonder Women. I think that's what it Wonder was. Wonder Women. I think it was, it was just Wonder called Wonder, yeah, Women. Was Wonder Women. Oh my god, yeah. that's amazing. But that's one of seven titles. There's also oh, yeah, yeah, other, yeah. you know, like the Busty Broads of the yeah. of the Boobity Bop Boop Bop, you know, that kind of thing. The Broad Street Bullies, which he wants Street to make. I've been hearing about that forever and I would love to see that, but what are you gonna do? That'd be pretty random. That would be pretty random. But, but, but I, he seemed I, yeah. to have a passion for it there you in go. that interview, at least. He talks about it in that I, interview. I mean, when you're watching his movies, you know that Someone really fucking tried here, and that is really cool. I like you feel that. his fan. You feel his love for the the whole medium come through. Yes, in every yeah, and scene. for the genre specifically too. He's but he like, also like loves like like I think the Marx Brothers mm-hmm. are like his favorite. Mm-hmm. Like, Captain Spaulding, yeah, Captain Spaulding. Like he absolutely loves um, a recurring theme too. Like there's there's a Charles Lawton reference here. He like loves like a lot of classic cinema, like The Night of the Hunter and stuff like that mm-hmm. too. So he's just it seems like the whole. The whole medium is just like his playground, but he, you know, dabbles specifically in these kind of grindhouse tributes. It'd be great if he just like remade Music of the Heart, the the West Craven, the West Craven movie. Even love Music this. of the Heart. It'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. That it's just a, it's like a little stabbier though. He just can't get out of it. Speaking of stabby, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good I'll transition. I really wanted this. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. First one. Three from, three from no, I am going to say because fuck it. It's a great concept. <laughs> one of the things that I like about Rob Zombie's movies Please. is that he loves doing extreme things. And the problem is sometimes it's tough to purchase the stomach for those extreme things. Like, for example, if we're really going to watch two hours of John Wick killing people, we have to have a good reason. You kill the dog. <laughs> and so now we're like, oh, yeah, kill everybody because of that poor dog. Uh, how do you make it fun for these awful people to torture people? Oh, just make them awful people, too. Everybody in, a, in the world of Rob Zombie is just like a mucky piece of shit. No one's actually good. They're just all a bunch of assholes. And because the, the bad guys are like, we're assholes. Yeah, we, we admit it. You like them for it. Even though they're, the, they're, the, they're monsters. They're inhuman. It's a weird thing that, that occurred to it's, me while it's watching It's a weird fucking Hell. thing. It, it's something it's that I basically just decided to kind of look past, yeah. if that makes sense. Like I'm just kind of like, you know what? I think about this too much, I, I'm going to miss out on the rest of it. So. See, I dig it because I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I do want to see some carnage, too, because that's why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. And so, all right. I want to see some artfully done carnage. I don't need any good people involved then. Yeah. Let's do it. You know? There you go. Not that the bad people deserve it, but it is what it is. But, it, I mean, okay, so violence. The, when the, is it okay? <laughs> when is it not okay? We should ask ourselves the question, who drew... First blood <laughs> is really what I'm trying to say here. Guys, I loved this. But I had never seen any Rambo movies yeah, same here. this week. Me, so we're talking the about place. the first two. Yes. The first one called First Blood uh-huh. and the second one called Rambo First, first blood, blood Part, part, part two. 2. So let's talk a little bit about uh, First Blood. First Blood. First, the first comes first blood. blood. The first Blood. Then the one comes marriage. <laughs> There we go. Um, egg comes, egg actually, comes that, I mean, it's kind of true, right? All right. First comes um, blood, then comes marriage. Yeah, you know. What oh I'm yeah. Actually, it's when there's yeah. There we go. Yep. Actually, there's no. If, if this were a good Christian marriage, we're talking about it would be first come marriage, then comes <laughs> blood. <laughs> no, it would just be first come. <laughs> <laughs> you just laughed like my aunt. <laughs> Oh, well, I never. I got the well, vapors. And he's got the vapors. What, does anyone have any smelling salts? He has the vapors. Your aunt says, I've got the vapors. She goes, I've got the vapors. And then she passes out, and the auction is called off for that day. Oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> the whole thing. Well, yeah, but First Blood was really good. I really fucking liked First yeah. Blood, like, a lot. Like, way more than I thought I would. Me too. 
I, I like where I in, where I land on uh, Rambo first second blood part seven. I is wh- how I thought I'd feel about Rambo movies. Yeah, yeah. And then the first one was like stellar. That's what makes them so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it's the same arc to some degree um, that the that the Rocky movies do. Right. Yeah. The first one's about it doesn't matter if you win, you just got to give it your all. And then the rest of them are about like everything's at stake if you don't win. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's I think it probably jump. helps that it was based on a novel. Too, right. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely the movie feels a lot like uh, I was thinking like the modern day comparison to to like First Blood would be like Jack Reacher. Sure. Or I mean, I guess obviously the modern day comparison is Rambo because he's still around. Uh-huh. But um, but you know, char- <laughs> characters kind of like Jack Reacher or you know, like just these like men who are kind of like they're they're meant for the dads to relate to. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had my glory days, and now I'm just kind of a wandering lost. Well, soul. also this idea of being churned out by the system, right? right? By by I've been left behind. I've been giving yourself of. to uh, you know the way I would phrase it now in 2019 would be like, oh, you gave yourself to capitalism, and it churned you out and gave you nothing back. Mm. This movie is very specific about I, I think something that our dads right. relate to, which is like. Giving yourself to the government for war and then but coming all of our back dads to nothing. Are Vietnam you know? aged, right? I right, know my so dad was uh, like, if he was out of high school a year earlier, he could have gotten. My drafted. dad was yeah. like that right there too. Right, he was like yeah. right on that edge. Yeah, I think my dad so was they, pretty close too. They wow, see, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, he, my dad mentality. like just missed it. My my grandfather uh, was supposed to go to World War II, but he had uh, this hip issue. That he like ended up spending like many years like of his like youth when he should have been growing up just like at home in his house because he like could, he had to like mm. they, I forget what it was some sort of degenerative thing but anyway he couldn't go he was like supposed to go to World War Two and he couldn't because of this thing and so he basically had to watch all of his friends go to war and then like Ooh. only a few of them you know like trickle back home you know what I mean that's terrible and like be at home feeling like, like I should be item. there I could you know what I mean yeah. like yeah and that's a lot of people there's there's yes. millions of, yeah. of that guy. So I thought it, you were going to say that Stanley Tucci offered him up for a super soldier program. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was and it, it turned out that what he needed was not his hip but his heart. Yeah, yeah. He's and, uh, and performance enhancing drugs. Right. Patriotism. Speaking of performance enhancing <laughs> drugs. <laughs> we just saw first blood. Yeah. Or no, Rambo too. First but I, blood. I think though that this is speaking to that moment in time, but this especially probably the novel, which I've not read, yeah. is speaking specifically to the experience of the returning Vietnam yeah. veteran. And so like our dads are all adjacent to that, so you can yeah. see where they would glom onto that yeah. and it would, you know, turn into what it does through the eighties when that culture became the yeah. powerful generation. Well, and we also we ha- I remember growing up being almost like taught that this was like a thing that happened that like we that uh, American citizens turned their backs on on right. Vietnam veterans. Yeah. I like kind of remember being taught that, but uh, a friend of the show, Rob Scavarla, said that this movie is one of these sort of cultural artifacts that kind of perpetrated this idea that that's what happened. Well, that's that it, like whether yeah. it actually happened or not, this move one of the things this movie did was sort yeah, of like kept it alive. gave the culture the idea that that's what happened and we've sort of like turned that into history when it Well, know. it's interesting how it kind of puts that it sort of puts that on well well I, I would say that first blood and part 2 handle the veteran thing very differently. Very differently, yeah. yeah. Um, I it, think the first one, for what it's worth, you know, he does light a town on fire. Yeah, but like beyond like the the crazy action and the helicopter fights and I'm t- the helicopter one fight in the first one, I think it actually like is pretty moving in terms of its message of listen, we we sold these guys out there on a lie and then we turned on them for following our orders and now you know they're seen as these 
dangerous people. And right. and I think that 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 is being explored there to the best of the you know. And nowadays we still kind of shun uh, our, our vets and stuff in terms of mental health. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like the fact that that's like that this movie's saying anything at all in 1982. Yeah. If it's a little off, it's still like well, I think the it's thing impressive. That's interesting too is that he. It's not just him. Ver- it's not the first one. Isn't Rambo versus? Well, I guess none of them are Rambo versus like civilians, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is Rambo versus the police. Yes, which is very interesting. Yes, like, that it in in what all the other films are extremely like jingoistic, mm-hmm. patriotic, very much like you know products of Reaganism, basically. Yeah. Um, and that kind of revisionist sort of make America great again vibe that Reagan had. Um, the first one is very expressly like cops are bad. Yeah. Like they they should not have the power yeah. that they have. And it's mm. almost like saying like this institution has turned its back is yes is like oppressing me. This yes. institution is after me. I'm going up against what is obviously now like in the era of Blue Lives Matter. Like I mean, you you couldn't get a movie like this made without without probably having like a few a few you know, cop characters who are the good cops going yeah, against yeah. the crooked cops. Like in this, there's no good cops in this movie. No yeah, the only all. good guy is really Troutman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And and Troutman yeah. is distinctly not a cop. He's from the military, yes. which the movie seems to have a weird relationship with, where it's like Troutman's kind of supposed to be the good guy, but the movie is also about like just the the entirety of like the American government kind of like turning its back on on John Rambo. You know what it's I mean? Very it's very like, uh, critical, and I, I think this holds yeah. true in the sequels at least in terms of it's being critical of bureaucracy. Right. In terms of like that's true. The second one, you obviously, can, you're a bureaucrat. But it's only one. It's like, but it's one nasty bureaucrat. Yes. And, it, and yeah. it is the system, but it's not the soldiers. But even like above yeah. Troutman, there's you know issues that we find later. But there's shades of that, I guess, in the first one. But yeah, even the police guys it's like uh how should i put it they don't really have anyone to answer to so they're drunk on power yeah exactly and, and they, they probably don't have that, much else going on in a small town yeah and, exactly and you know i guess it's washington state you know because let's be honest when brian dennehy first picks him up and drives him to the end edge of town and he's being polite to him like he's also uh trying to start some shit yeah, he is. I think definitely. he's a little bit trying to start some shit. Oh, good call on the window. I think he's. I think that they're bored, and also I think that it kind of touches on the, the it's ultimate. It's like when you give a local police department a fucking tank. Yeah, they feel inclined to use said tank. Exactly, and and I think that you know in this film there's a big message of if you weren't there, don't talk. You know, if mm. you like these cops, you know, none of them, as far as we know, none of them went to Vietnam. They just stayed home. You know what I mean? They think that they're going to war. They don't really know what war is like. Yeah, He'll yeah. give them a war they've never seen. And they're all know? thinking, this guy thinks he's tough. Well, right. you me- you messed around with the Pacific Northwest, mister. Right, exactly. Somebody order. I don't have one. That was <laughs> running through the movie. <laughs> Did anybody order uh, fried coffee? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just when that, whatever culture, you know, from riffing on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, did anybody order fried sauerkraut? Fried sauerkraut. <laughs> so in the second movie, we were making Russian references. And, and this time it's, did anybody order dark roast? <laughs> yeah. Dark roasted cops, baby. Because yeah, I burned them. So, yeah, th- th- I mean the movie definitely has like I think like for I don't I guess I don't know I don't know where I come down on like what the movie is trying to yeah. say or whatever yeah, but yeah. the movie is very effective at like I was 
totally drawn into John Rambo's plight in that movie. Yeah. And by the time he was giving that great monologue at the end, which is like a really amazing performance moment from Stallone, I think. Yeah. Like I was all in. I, I like totally bought into that monologue. I was feeling what Rambo was feeling in that moment and was like, yeah, he like he and other veterans deserve better than than what they're getting here. Yeah. A- and, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I have complicated feelings too. about all of that yeah. actually in real life, but in the right. context of watching this movie, it's that monologue, man. It just like this movie really works. It like sells all of that so well, and it that puts for... the onus on institutions. Yes, like, it does. We haven't been treated well by institutions. Mm. Whereas that, yeah. I think in the second movie, we'll get to it later. Um, where at the very end of this of the second film, he says that he wants people back home to basically love us like we love our country. Mm. And so the second one is almost right. It's like, oh, it's not the institutions, it's not the VA, like the government is great. It's the public. It's, it's the people. Yeah. It's it's you liberals yeah. basically yeah, 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 yeah. who who reject us. Yeah, you know? it flip-flops. But um and, and yeah, it's that monologue though cuz the first time I watched monologue first is Blood, fantastic. I was like, man, this is a really exciting movie when he did that monologue. I'm like, I I'm, I'm actually here where this movie needs me to be and I did not expect. Yep. And like kudos to the writing as well as to just the, Stallone is a deceptively good actor when he's used right. The yep. problem is he looks like someone just like like he is that slab of beef from Rocky 1. <laughs> yeah. Um now as if it yeah. aged at this in real time. <laughs> and um yeah, he's and so yeah. No, he's really good, and I think he's good. I, I also just think the mo- it's like a very good movie. The filmmaking is so strong. Yeah. I love the like manhunt scenes yeah. in this mm-hmm. movie. It's very well directed. Which yeah, that helicopter when, scene is phenomenal. Oh, it's so and good. Tight shot. That's yeah. not like an open area. And when you compare, I mean, not to get into this too early or whatever, but when you compare this movie to its sequel. The sequel is like trying to do a lot of the same things, which is just like a bunch of guys running around through the woods trying to find him, and he's hiding somewhere. But the but it literally is just shots of that happening in the second one. Mm. The 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 first one has like these really beautiful shots of like you can tell I don't know you something about the Pacific Northwest and the way right. it looks and stuff. But then also like yeah. it's very damp. It's clearly like they're they're like dealing with actual weather while they're filming it. Like it's. Yeah. There's like some real character to the first movie, I think. It like, and the way that they are doing the manhunt, there's a lot of characterization throughout that stuff that mm-hmm. the second movie lacks. It's all montage in the second one. Well, it's the not, second you know. one is about the action. Right. This yeah, one, the I action know. is secondary to. Like, yes. it really is about the character. It is. And I think, and now I'm gonna forget the the sheriff's name. I am too. I, just I don't call him Brian. Brian Dennehy. Dennehy. I know. He came into the Chili's Tommy Boy's dad. Once. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tommy Boy's dude. dad. That was my first exposure to Brian Dennehy is fucking great in this movie. Yeah, and he's really... But he's also, like, he's a complete character. Oh, yeah. I get a sense of who he is, why he has enmity towards uh, Rambo, yeah. and just, like, what... Because it's, like, an ego thing that he's doing that's yeah, on the yeah. line, and, and a boredom thing, like you said. Yeah, yeah. You know, and to see these two just, like, masculine egos... And it kind of seems like another, in the end... Takes some full character work, which and, he has. Yeah, in the end, he kind of, like... I love Stacey Keach, but course. if it was Stacey Keach, oh, it wouldn't yeah. be the same. No, you're right. <laughs> and in the end, he kind of stays the course on this because it's like, well, he started this war, so he's got to finish it. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing with Rambo. Too. Yes, it's like yeah. they're both they're both basically men who are like, well, we're we're, we're I can't in back down from my decision going, now. Right, exactly. Yeah. We yeah, talked yeah. about that in the sorcerer episode. Yes. When the one guy's ready to just like drive the truck off the cliff. And even though it's a terrible idea what he's about to do, he's doing it in the form of just like, Well, you said I can't, well now I'm just gonna now I have to do it because fuck you <laughs> yeah. just to do that I can. Yeah. And it like he's doing that, yeah. yeah. And also it just uh it's great too because it the whole movie kind of follows the 
I was thinking about like basically it's a western. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? It's a it's a drifter wanders into a town. Yep. He and and whereas in the Back past the way though, you came, stranger. Exactly. But where it's like so he's kind of like a man with no name, except yeah. ironically, he does have a name. Yes. It's yes. John Rambo. Yes. <laughs> um but he so he's whereas in the Clint Eastwood characters and in that trilogy, in the Man with No Name mm-hmm. trilogy. They're, they're like usually a cowboy looking. being like, I just wanted to get something to eat. Well, like <laughs> his characters are always kind of looking for trouble. Yeah, but in yeah. First Blood, he really truly is not looking for well, trouble. Well, he comes to town to find one of his old war buddies. Right. Yeah. And then his war buddy is deceased now because of complications Agent from Agent Orange explosion, uh, ex- explosion, exposure. And uh, oh, that's actually a really heartbreaking scene. Oh, yeah. Because he finds what I'm assuming is, is that guy's wife. I think so. Or just some close relative. Yeah. And she has to tell him, oh, no, yeah. he's not here. He's dead. And it's like kind of a loaded scene because she's suspicious of him to begin with. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the heartbreaking first stab the first the, thing that happens yeah into the ribs of, of rambo yeah where he's like all right well now because first it's like that was gonna be his lifeline mm-hmm. and then it was like yeah this is kind of a, an ego check because she was afraid of me i i guess i am a scary guy now and then mm, yeah yeah better get something to eat yeah but brian denny he says different he does wear a great jacket while he says it it's though it's the bane jacket it's that's wow i guess it is yeah. but it looks like uh i think the light tan on it just uh whoo Brightens that thing up for me. I want that jacket. It's a cool jacket. It's very it's, similar to the Bane jacket. I can I can see that now. I screenshotted it and and uh, I I have, I have, I'll, I'll send it to you. I have a very good picture of that jacket on my iPad. Yeah, uh, it's just a great moment of Brian Denny almost modeling it for the camera. <laughs> that <laughs> happens in just like a quick second. The thing is, I think you got to be like a barrel chested guy like Brian like Denny Bane, to make yeah. a jacket work like that. Like if I wore that jacket, I feel like I would look like uh, like Ryan Gosling in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like yeah. I would be, oh, yeah. I would drown in that jacket. You know what I mean? And you would look like a shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just yeah. be like, oh, this guy, this guy could must hurt be us. very comfy yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Well, what's funny though is everyone else, like their jackets are functional, but none of them have as much zazz as Brian Denny's jacket. And Brian Denny seems to be a guy who's not terribly interested in zazz. So this... (laughs) uh, But it plays to your your idea that it's a western, though, Andy, because he looks like the sheriff of a town with that sort of jacket on, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, It's like Spawn's cape in, (laughs) in, like, Carhartt form. Yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think that just the whole... I mean, you you could sort of film any movie in that setting and yeah. it would be a pretty amazing movie it's yeah. like cozy, the location weird, yeah. the scenery like i've I never mean, been up there have you been up there well yeah yeah i i lived in washington state for like a year oh, or nice. less I'm oh sure that's cool guys that but i feel um, like i knew that i would i would like to hang out up there because i want to look for spoopy so ghosts beautiful yeah um, it actually reminded me i don't know if you guys were getting like twin peaks vibes dude <laughs> exactly uh, yeah. it, it looks a, actually looks like if you if you go to the town where Twin Peaks was filmed, North Bend, it looks a lot like that. Mm-hmm. But I know this was specifically filmed in like Vancouver, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which everything gets filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. But it's just I, I oh, don't man, think if that you switched out Jerry Goldsmith, right. and put in uh, what's his name? Now I've lost his name. Who's the composer? That oh, does uh, all Angelo Battlemente. Angelo into Rambo, it would still be, be an amazing. awesome movie. But it it would a. Uh, well, the kind of interesting thing too is that Vietnam, you have these like rainforests and these jungles, basically. Yep. And in United States, oh, yeah. we have 
rainforests, but they're temperate. It's on the Olympic Peninsula, yeah. so there's definitely like you know. I, oh, I mean that's that's the that's our jungle basically. The first yeah. half of the movie, all I could think about was like, oh, and it kind of upends this by the end because eventually we learn that Rambo is like a super soldier, basically that he's yeah. like trained he's a Green Beret, yeah. yeah, and he's like he's trained to kill, like that's mm. like what he's and so like, but when the movie started, like the first forty minutes, all I could think about was like. This is crazy because this is a guy that got really, really good at surviving in an environment where he was on the ground in a jungle surrounded by people that knew that jungle better than he did. And you know what I mean? Right. Now he's on the other side of that where like he's like he's back on home turf where like he now has to the tactics that were used to kill his friends. He now has to employ to survive yeah. against these yeah. cops. Yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Am I, am yeah. I like, yeah, kind of phrasing Vietnam, this right? It was sort of guerrilla right. warfare. Right. Uh, well, it's sort of a yeah. commentary on the quagmire of Vietnam, yeah. too, right? It's it's a recreation of Vietnam where, yeah. where oh, we're going to go in and find find this guy. You know, let's go. F- but let's you know, root the, out these, these cops don't really yeah. have any clue. Yeah. What's you know, they have no idea how to fight in this yeah. in this forest, right. in this jungle. Right. And he like you said, he when he was there. He learned a thing or two, right? You know what yeah, I mean? and which I think too is another big theme of the movie, and I think subsequent ones drop it just to revel in the violence. But this idea that you know we made these weapons of war, we turned these men into weapons of war, and now they're back home. You know? He also and, and and he's literally just a walking weapon. And how are we? Can we can we disarm these weapons? Right. Can we and also don't undo poke these weapons? said weapon, which is what these cops are doing. Yeah. Yeah, They're exactly. poking said weapon because they think he's just some thug kid, and then they realize he's very well trained. Oh shit! And it's he's also uh, he's also a, a bit broken. Well, I yeah. mean, he very distinctly doesn't kill anybody for most no. of the movie. Well, that's what the title's based on. Right? They started this shit. Right? Which is you and they drew the first one blood, guy he does kill. He kind of doesn't. He sort of indirectly kills. Him, right. right. Yeah. And that's the, well, no, that's that the body count in the movie is one. Rambo, yep. yeah. Body count is one. Yep. And and he he dies. He maims because, everybody else, kind of. It's, right. You yeah. know, kind of oh, like yeah. almost like the Terminator in yeah. Terminator Two. I yes. Yeah, well, it's like um, uh, Kevin McAllister in yes, Home Alone. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. sets up traps. Yep. They get the 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 uh, uh, like branch that comes out with the thorns on it that yep. stabs into the guy's legs. That part was insane. Ooh, that dude. His dick was probably mangled. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> mangled dick, definitely. Mangled dick. <laughs> And that whole little sequence there, when he when he when you first see all of his like skills come out, it's just so breathtaking. Right. Boning yeah. skills, it's incredible. Oh my god, trap building yeah. skills. But just the way, it, and and it's taken pretty serious. You're like pretty in awe of this guy. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in like, I feel like in, it gets in Rambo two in sequels. It gets yeah, very cartoony. It's about how big the action can be. Yeah. Once again, like those movies are about the action. The action here is a byproduct of the story. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, honestly, if you ever watch any of the later Home Alones, they're all about the <laughs> yes. traps. Yes, yeah. All yeah, about the traps. Yeah. The first Home Alone has like twenty minutes of traps. Yep. It's about a little boy who legitimately believes he wished his family into nothingness. <laughs> That's really what it's about. Uh-huh. That's a good point. And now he has to survive alone in a world that doesn't yeah. really cater to little boys being alone (laughs) and uh i would say too that like to return back to the monologue that happens at the end i i've i find there's kind of a tension in that monologue because that's kind of you know a part when the movie gets more political in terms of actually reflecting on vietnam yeah so it's no longer about just how we treat the veterans but he said there's this line that he says that stuck with me which is um, you know, you sent us there to win, but th- but some people didn't want to win, but they didn't let us win, is what yeah, he says, yeah, yeah. which is really interesting because there is this kind of you know 
version of Vietnam where it's basically the first big war that America ever lost, right? Mm-hmm. And and like Rambo almost seems to carry around not just not only the trauma of Vietnam, but also like the sort of trauma of losing Vietnam, yeah, right? Yeah. And which which the second one is a direct commentary on. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, before he takes the mission, he literally asks, "We get to win this time." Yeah. It's right. Like, That's entirely up to you, Rambo. And and it basically <laughs> suggests that Vietnam could have been a that it could have been won. Which, right. if you know anything about Vietnam, you know that there was no way that we could have ever right. possibly. You can't won it. declare yeah. war on a yeah. concept. No, but we still cannot. do that now. We're still right. fighting a we war do. on yeah. a concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like literally, even just beyond that, um, like having watched the Ken Burns. Vietnam doc, like having dedicated yeah. 18 hours of my life. To That's that. probably delicious, I, though. It's I, like oh, when it's you listen to a, a hardcore history and you're just like, yeah. what a delicious meal. Yeah. And and there there's there was no winning that. Like it was just yeah. it. I mean, you would have had to just basically kill every single person, you know, uh, like it just there was no winning it because mm-hmm. they tried to go. Well, anyway, I don't want to get into that. However, I think the, the and, main thing is that in Forrest Gump, when right. Bup, no, okay, I mean, he um, Forrest Gump almost won the war. Yeah, you know, let's but then real. something bit me. Remember he, 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 he won it by uh, saving what he loved, not killing what he hated. <laughs> um, but but I, he didn't save uh, Bubba. So, so Bubba <laughs> the first time I ever came in contact with that part of the monologue, though, interestingly, was in college. I was in a, I was in like a gender studies class, and mm. we were watching a documentary on masculinity, and it was a lot about masculinity in the media, and they cited Rambo as sort of a as exhibit A through exhibit B, a. C, but D, very interestingly, a post civil rights hero, okay. where it's no longer are, is the model of masculinity men like John F. Kennedy, Martin yeah. Luther King, um, you know, like men who fought for progress and yeah. liberal values. You know what's crazy? Rambo I never thought yes. of Dr. Ram- King or President Kennedy in terms of masculinity before you just right. blew my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. So Rambo is wow. is a hero who comes in and basically says. Listen, peace is basically for wimps. Yeah. And and we could have easily won Vietnam if they would have just let me win the war for them. Yeah. But yeah. They the more were too things afraid. change, the more they stay yeah. the same, eh, fellas? <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. And and so I so he basically is coming in to say, listen, you know, it, he basically is like make America great again in action hero form. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Less, right. Yeah. But you know, but the first one so that's where I think that that little monologue that he has and that little line kind of stand in contrast to the very like generally mournful, empathetic tone that the rest of the yes, movie has. Yes. Mm. And that's where I think that I know that Stallone had like sort of a co-writing credit mm-hmm. on it. And that's where I think that he's kind of fighting with the movie a little bit. Yeah. And then in the subsequent films, you can tell he really just, he makes it his own. It's yeah. his own. Yeah. I mean, he's got a reputation for doing that. Yeah. And apparently in future reissues of the book that Rambo is based on, Stallone worked really hard to try and get his name on the cover as co-author. Jesus. Yeah. That's what I, I don't know the, the details behind yeah. it, so I could be wrong. I could be mischaracterizing it. That's so funny. But uh, it, it feels true to the brand. Yeah, sure I mean, it does. That dude, uh, but at the same time, like that dude wants credit, but that dude does put in much of the work. But let's be honest, he didn't write any of that book. Right, yeah. No, but that, I, I uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I was before trying to say, like, this movie is so good and like works so well because it works very good at like uh making me empathize with Rambo. Yeah. yeah. Despite the fact that by the end I'm like I'm not totally on board with your message Rambo. I'm right. like I'm mostly there but like not entirely. Well, it's yeah. like, and that yeah, that you, actually you makes a lot of wrong, sense that it's like you shouldn't have killed the yeah, right, you should have yeah. Maggled that guy's dick, right? But it all, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
it also makes a lot of sense to me that like it's there there that may also be the result of a little bit of struggle uh, uh, yeah. within the script itself. Yeah. To, That's kind of what to, I think. Yeah, there's yeah, a tension yeah. there. Yeah. I think that that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I think because well, I know it's different from the book. I mean, the book's yeah. not an action book, right. and I think it's more the movies. Not, I mean, the movie's an action movie, but also there, there's yeah, yeah, there's a lot of the stretches of the movie where it's kind of. Yeah. Like you can see that ha- playing out on the page, which yeah. is yes. pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, but I think in the book it's probably characterized, and this is just an assumption, from the point of view of Rambo being triggered back into these patterns and telling the story as yeah. he's responding to what's going on. And that sounds really compelling, and that's typically what is lost from uh, novel-to-film adaptations. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think the combination of that and what you're saying with Stallone just right. <laughs> not knowing what to do <laughs> Uh, trying is god goddamn darndest. Well, and uh, I will say this is yeah. a this is a movie that is definitely about its characters. Yes, like the second one is not this. What like do you even remember the bad guy's name in the? Fr- I mean, I guess I don't remember Dennehy's name in. But we in, remember but his like, character. I, we know, like, oh, we know all about his yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know his arc. He's yeah. very well. He's my second favorite character in that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he he's really really good, and I uh, in that movie, and I like him. In the, and I don't give a shit about the villain in the the second movie. He's got, he's got some good performance scenes, but yeah. it's like I, I don't I don't. Well, this, also, like, the second one is a. I don't even know what his yeah. story is in the second which one. Villain? Really, it had like four. Villains. Yeah, I know. Like I guess I'm thinking of the Russian guy in particular, but like. I, you know, I, I, I don't know what his story is. No. I don't, you know, like he's well, he's Russian. Right. And yeah. the way that this movie paints uh, cultures is just all Russian bad. Uh-huh. And that's actually how the Asian character yes. would describe it. Yes. So that's the level they're playing on there. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, 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 yeah, the second one. Uh, yeah. Should we new, transition was, into? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that was new for me and Garrett as well. Yes. I, I also want to say before, yeah. about what? the first one, uh, we're just going to let David Caruso slide by. Oh God! Wait, okay, we're so who's David Caruso? David Caruso, redheaded cop. Uh, he was like, uh, what was he? Was the, he CSI, was the CSI guy? CSI He's the sunglasses guy. Uh, yeah, who has the one-liners? He, he's a guy. He was one of the. He's one of the cops in First Blood. Yeah. Wait, is he the one that he's like ca- kind of starts he's, being like, oh man, this is getting bad? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that backs off on it. He's yeah. like session nine. Okay. And, and a whole bunch I don't of know him. Also, I know his Call name. Chris Mulkey of Twin Peaks. Oh. And mysterious skin, the last movie I was here for. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Okay, now I got it. Nailed uh-huh. it. Yes. Are you really just trying Locked to build in. a multiverse here? At <laughs> <Yeah>. Movie Studios, <laughs> a, a multi way, if you will. The mind in the, <laughs> the, in mind the minds of mulkiness. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Strange and the, and mad, the what is it in the multiverse in the multiverse <laughs> of madness? <laughs> I was like trying so hard the to get Chris there. Mulkey I finally got like, there. Did someone say my name? Yeah. Like, Andy saw that joke on like a clear neon sign that <laughs> he had to me. walk seven blocks to yeah. get to. <laughs> I had to make like three left turns that is and the four best right way turns. to describe that. That was yeah. an amazing Mul- turn of Mulkey, phrase. Mad, I love it. Mulkey. <laughs> that's very funny because when as soon as you said the neon sign, I was thinking yeah. of that's how Dirk Diggler first sees yes, his name, yes, yeah. and then they show that. But yeah. then the image of just like I know it's something <laughs> that was oh, it's there kudos, waiting for uh, me. All thank you. As writer, I'm envious of the turn of phrase. Uh, I really made myself laugh. <laughs> that was good prose. Hell yeah. Oh. Uh, Gotta get that. Yeah. yeah right okay. Uh, so uh, the the first movie, Jerry Goldsmith does do the music. Oh yes, and it's a really good score. It's a really good, but good. it's not as the second one is much busier. But I guess that's the movie. He was, yeah, he was I, playing up. Against. I gotta tell you, I'm not crazy about Jerry Goldsmith scores. Uh, yeah. uh and and I thought the one for First Blood was pretty good. Um, I did not. I was not crazy about the one for uh second. I don't blood, think the second one's blood again. But I think second that blood. if you have to sit in front of that movie and play some music, yeah, Jerry Goldsmith scored the fuck out of that. Yeah, movie. that's true. That's um, true. I wouldn't listen to that score at all. Yeah, 
yeah, I might yeah, listen yeah. to First Blood score for yeah. sure. Why would yeah. they call it First Blood Part Two? Why? Well, no, it's not. That? That's the subtitle to Rambo. Rambo. It's First Rambo Blood. colon. First, First Blood, Blood Part, part two, 2, Ghost Protocol. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they do it's, that? That's a wild title. Rambo, First Blood Part 2. I wonder if that, that had so something confusing. to do with a, with a rights thing with the book. Oh, oh sure. Maybe, I don't know, yeah. but maybe it's just like it has yeah. to still be First Blood because it's I mean, sort of thing. I mean, I have, I, I would bet money that it's more of a James Cameron. I got an idea. These movies are about Rambo. They're not about anything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. They're about Rambo. That's how you sell four more of these. It's I mean, Rambo. That's literally what he did with Terminator. That's what I mean. Terminator was the bad guy, and then yeah. he was like, no, this is about Arnold. He just, Judgment Day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Boom. Alien is not Asses about Sigourney Weaver. Seats. It's about. Aliens, yeah, like, yeah right, that's what, right. you know. Like, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, and and you know, to his credit, like that's you know, he that has tended to be a smart decision as far as dollars yeah. are concerned. Uh, uh, every time, so it's like I, I I get it as far as being James Cameron, but mm-hmm. I would bet that's yeah. why it's Rambo. But then I don't know why you need the subtitle First Blood Part Two. I bet it has something right. to do. Someone had yeah. like a well, you can't in say it, you know? it's Rambo. I guess I get it because you can't say it's, it's Rambo, Rambo Two because, because the first, first one is First yeah. Blood. Yeah. 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 So, but you need it to have it be the second one. Yeah. Well, that that's the bridge to the third one, which is just Rambo, Rambo three. three. Right. They're yeah. like, okay, yeah. for the second one, we've, it's gonna <laughs> be weird. The fourth one. <laughs> Rambo. Just Rambo. <laughs> it took four movies to yeah. get to Rambo, yeah. and then we we bookend it with Rambo: Last, Last Blood. Blood. That's right. so funny that the fourth one is the only one that is actually it's called, called Rambo. Rambo. Is actually yeah. called Rambo. But he did that with Rocky as well. Yes. He got to all the way up to Rocky Five, then he was like Rocky Balboa. And it's yeah. like that sounds like a first movie, and he's yeah. like, mm. <laughs> so good. It's so good. He's. And that's the thing about about Stallone. This is why I am enamored with all of his work because yeah. it's such a mixed bag. Yeah. But every he's one of those guys who it's like this dude showed up to work, like he was at the gym yeah. for fourteen hours today. He put in another thirty hours on set because his days have forty four hours somehow. He's shooting up HG. He's seventy two, <laughs> making seventy three. Making uh, Rambo five, <laughs> like Rambo number five. He doesn't even look like a person anymore. Rambo number five. Rambo number five. I, I, I can't uh, take credit. A little that. bit of ninja star in <laughs> your face. A little bit of. I don't know. A little bit of arrow in your place. Place. Yeah. <laughs> a, little a little bit, bit of, of machine guns. All I yeah. need. <laughs> made from trees. <laughs> a little bit of. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Just a, but a little bit of money is what we're saying. This one's not going to yeah. do well. If we had a live crowd, we'd be nailing it. You know Dude, it. For uh, Last Blood, I went to one of those Rambo days and got like a bunch of Rambo swag. But I really just went because they were giving away free passes. Now I don't have to pay for it. Hell yeah. Okay. And so they gave out a, a pass that was like, oh, sign up with an Adam Tickets app. And I'm like, I don't want to do that shit. That's so annoying. And then I get an email and on my Regal card, just randomly, it was like, we've loaded your card with a free ticket for First Blood. I haven't used that Regal card in forever. And... What it tells but me is they, they are for giving this movie away. They're like, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. you to see it. We know that there's really not a draw except for the people that want to have the experience that I'm chasing. Just yeah. bonkersness. But yeah, yeah, like he's 73 doing Ram. My grandfather died at 82, <laughs> and he was like fucking old when yeah. he died. Like he was really fucking old. He, he's older than we my were mom. Relieved when he I love died my because mom. it was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my mom can't be in an action. My movie. mom would never. My dad, he's way older than my dad. My dad cannot be can't in, do it. Uh, in an Honestly, movie. if someone was like, "Can you do Rambo 5?" I'd be like, "Can you give me 4 years to get in shape?" <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and I'm going to need a diet coach, and I'm going to need yeah. a shock collar that gets me to do what you want me to do. It's never going to happen otherwise. Yeah. But he just does it. He just writes it yeah. and does it and makes it. it. That's just insane to me. He, he's a very hardworking man. and um, He novelized yeah. a couple of the Rocky movies. The Rocky II novelization is written by Stallone, and it's a first-person telling from the point of view of Rocky. You didn't have to do That's that. insane. The novelization is literally describing the movie. Yeah. And instead, he was like, I'm going to do something with it. Yeah. What he did turned that's out to be bonkers and insane, insane. But he did it. And like that's why he keeps working, because he just, he'll put on any hat and just punch it until it fits. And you guys and then know it usually he's doesn't, a but painter, he's too, right? Of course he's a painter. Of course he is. Yeah, he, he he's a painter. I mean, I, he's does he, had... Does he still gym? Does he paint horses, I he's assume? He's had... Well, I think if <laughs> you watch... paints horses. I'm assuming, you know, because he just wants to paint muscles, right? So it's just like, he's just painting lots of horses. I think if you watch Rocky Three, there's a scene where they're in an art gallery... And I'm like, oh, that's obviously something that Sly painted himself. Oh, right on. Oh, I mean, of course. It's a um, stick figure like, drawing of a cat. <laughs> uh, not, well, my friend Michael and I used to joke about this in grad school because he, he was from Philly and was the one who told me, I guess, that there was like an art gallery in Maniunk that um, he would occasionally have like little shows at basically cool. through the years. And, um, Dude, I and, would go see a Sylvester oh God, Stallone right? art oh, show. And so we were saying like, you know, just but just imagine him as like a postmodern painter like, I don't know, it was a Kandinsky or something like, you know, like, I don't know, Monet. We got Monet, we got Manny. I don't know, you got little dots in here or something. They look kind of small. It's called pointillism. Yeah, you know, small up close, you know, far away you can see it. I don't know, something. You know, like <laughs> from the other room, you hear like, Rocky, you can't be painting all the time. Right, come on. Adrian's yelling at me. Oh, come on, I just want to paint something nice for the kid. It's called cubism, babe. <laughs> it's just very okay. funny to me. Stallone, cube five. <laughs> I'm in. Cross it over with Prison Break 3. Oh, He's dude. still in those, apparently. I only saw the first That's one. That's wild. I, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Give me the Expendables in a cube. <laughs> give me the Expendables break. in a cube. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Cube, <laughs> cube, could, you, could you even fit all the Expendables into one cube? That's Ex-cube? a lot of beef. Yeah. Supposedly Ex-cube. in... Uh, Cubables. 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 Yeah. Do you guys know about, like, so Escape Plan 2 is, like, him and Dave Bautista... Oh, I did I not know that. that. Now I want to see this Instead movie. Instead of Arnold. Yeah. Apparently, it's very bad. Um, yeah. But the third one is him, Batista, and uh, Devin Gr- Sawa. And, and that's the, the thing that I. Kelsey Grammer. The yeah. thing that I read on, online about it that actually makes me really want to see it is they shoot an unsimulated fight in it where it's literally just Stallone, like all the guys literally just being filmed, like. Actually taking punches, what? throwing punches, kicking the shit out He's of each other. He's a seventy-year-old man, and he was just like, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's just go with it, and and they did it. You want to be a star? You gotta take a punch. You yeah. want to be a star? And that's just that's, that's also. Can you sit on this table while I lay under and jack <laughs> yeah. off? Oh my god! I kind of need that for. Hey, that's you know what though, I heard. I was, yeah, that's <laughs> I've heard that too. Here's the thing, though, maybe from you guys, but I've definitely heard it. That's a weird thing, whether it's true or not. Yeah. But as far as I understand, like it's wholesome enough. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it is what yeah. it is. That's I don't want to kink shame him. It, yeah. it is just you know, it's fascinating. It's a, it's a, how did he come up with that idea? Done. It is a funny yeah, thing to think about Sylvester Stallone doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it, like, it makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, like it makes a lot of sense, and I actually don't even think he's jacking off. I think he's probably writing. <laughs> He's probably like, oh, it's good, it's good. I was thinking about this. It's called Rocky Died. And what we got is the ninth Rocky movie. That's so why we call it that. It's just <laughs> Uh, There's a real nice stream we got going. Escape <laughs> plan four. I think I How could, do I get out I from under the table? I could bring back Apollo. Yeah. Oh, my 
Yes. I don't want to get out from <laughs> under this table. It's your question. I don't want to get out from under this table. It's escape. Escape. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but two that. definitely takes a big jump from one, and yeah. that two is primarily action focused. Yeah, almost, yeah. almost immediately, two basically is like a completely different movie. Yeah. In, they do in try most and drizzle ways. things that that tonally feel like what yeah. the first one they almost try and gets repeat at. Repeat some story, and they beats never and really stuff. work. Like he, he yeah. gives like what he thinks are moving speeches. Yeah, you know, there's there's when uh, Troutman first recruits him, he has that moment where he says like. Uh, uh, you know, we get to win this time. Yeah. And then, oh, that's up to you. But then it also has moments where, you know, these dudes are screaming at each other and he says something uh, to the effect of uh, <laughs> what you call it, what most people call hell, he calls home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that, Wait, that fits up. the same, like, like, dialogue framework as you know will we get to win this time but it takes the tone of like very arch as opposed to that first one's trying to tap into the heart but of by the, the way first the movie. reason it's i could see that line actually working in like a pr- like properly oh, yeah. put within that line literally starts with a speech is finished a character turns to walk away and then turns back around and says and there's one more thing <laughs> What you call hell, oh, yeah. he calls home. And like, then that guy's like, oh. Yeah. It's like the way it's couched where he like he finishes a speech he's already given, walks away, and then comes back Wait, to, no, and no. literally says, and one that's more thing. That's what he comes back to say. Yeah. Because that's part of the speech. Yeah. And then he says, but you're forgetting about one more. He said, oh, you're, you, know, you made one big mistake. Yeah. That's what he comes back to say. Was he, and then he goes like, what's that? And he goes, Rambo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is... Equally, the title yeah. of the movie, yeah. yeah, insane Rambo, Rambo, yeah, and that's the thing. They're like radio days, dudes, yeah. just like yeah. they end up having the well, best. You scene can, what in most the movie. people call hell, he calls home. Yeah, the weird thing about Terryton cigarettes. Two, we're talking while we're watching this. Is so this is my first time I've ever seen the movie. As yeah, me said, too. But I grew up watching Hot Shots Part Two. Uh, yes. I've never seen that. You guys Which, were referencing that a lot, and I've never seen it. It's very so funny. The yeah. first one is a, is just a, is it's a, a Top Gun is a Top Gun riff. Yeah. This one is a straight Rambo riff. Rambo riff, all but the it way. like nods like Apocalypse and, yeah. Now. And it yeah, like, it, it touches everything. It, sure, it okay. brings, it does that whole Zucker, you know, the Zazz. Yeah, thing yeah. There's a like, Terminator Two reference that's insane. <laughs> everything is up for grabs, but yeah, but yeah. it really is, especially the character zazz. of oh, what's the what's Charlie Sheen's character's uh, name? Topper again? Harley. Topper. <laughs> I will never forget that. <laughs> You know, Ryan Stiles from Whose Line Is It Anyway is like one of his buddies yes, throughout the whole movie. Is. It's wild. So he's Lloyd the one. Bridges is the president. He sharpens a pencil in his ear. He has an electric <laughs> pencil sharpener in his ear for no reason. And it's insane. And so he. It's so silly. So watching that movie so much growing up, I could. It was hard to take this one seriously. Basically, yeah, yeah. Because but there, I mean, does there it are some scenes to be where taken like, seriously. It's like that whole ridiculous. big center centerpiece con- argument between Charles Napier and yeah. Richard Crenna. It's, the, it's where ultimately the best scene in the movie. I'm like, how did these guys do this without cracking a smile? Because <laughs> yeah. they're goddamn professionals. They don't make them like they used to, if you ask yeah. me. Right, boys? America. But she also realized that this was before all the parodies happened. So yeah, yeah. At, right. the, at the time, this might seem like some sort of new form of like tough guy action cinema. One thing about Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen played... the he, he was a dramatic actor for a decade before he got into comedy. And the only reason he got into comedy was because he had the ability to maintain a straight face through Airplane. You know, right, that, right, that right. morphed he into him doing goofy to shit play later. The straight guy while while in an utterly ridiculous shit. situation. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. It's just like a. I think Lloyd Bridges too, actually. Lloyd Bridges totally. Um, yeah. yeah, 
And and so they know how to riff on those kinds of guys while acknowledging like, but they also know what movie they're in. I learned, yeah. but the characters don't know what movie they're in. A uh-huh. joke made sense to me from Hot Shots Part Two today when I was reading about Rambo: First Blood that I've seen a hundred times and it never made sense to me. I just thought it was dumb. There's a scene where Topper Harley is blowing things away with a machine gun, and then a kill count starts happening on screen, <laughs> and like points start going off, and then it's like more violent than RoboCop, ding 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 ding, more violent than blah blah blah, and then like it finally like bloodiest movie ever, and he's just ah, going like that. That's because when this came out, this movie was deemed by Guinness Book of World Records to be the most violent movie ever made. Oh wow! Because they did a body count, and it was so egregious, and a body count that was ultimately topped. By Rambo, the fourth movie in the series. <laughs> oh god! But uh, yeah, and so that that was a reference to that. I just thought it was a silly thing, like, That's oh look funny. at that, they're counting the kills. I guess it's a commentary the, on the violence. absolute I'm nine. The absolute best part of of Hot Shots Part Two, which blows my mind, is when they're on the is when they're on the boat and Charlie Sheen is is going down the river boat. And they pass another riverboat that's coming up, and Martin Sheen is on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they see each other, and at the same time say. I loved you in Wall Street. <laughs> There's just like so many layers of movie craziness happening there that you Have know, you your mind seen just kind of explodes. Loaded Weapon One. I loved Loaded Weapon One. Do you remember when that happens with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez? No. Emilio Estevez <laughs> is the lead, and then the valet Parker for one scene is played by Charlie Sheen. And I think Sam Jackson calls it out. And he's just like, that's pretty crazy, right? And he's like, what? He's like, well, you know, because like hot shots and you're doing this and you forget about it <laughs> like just immediately call, like, whatever just move on you know it's just brilliant yeah, it i haven't brilliant. seen that movie since i was but a kid. even the chicken i, I thought was just a goofy thing in in hot shots he uh he's look he's out of arrows and then he sees a uh a chicken yeah. and then it cuts to him stringing the chicken up in his bow and arrow and shooting a and chicken. that's a riff on robin hood that, prince no, of thieves too. prince of thieves yeah. as well as in this rambo, yeah there's a random shot of a chicken that yeah. rambo cuts a chicken uses, he sees yeah. a chicken and then cuts it open to spread blood everywhere yeah. to lead the bad guys into his fire trap <laughs> That's like insane. He just like lights an entire field of tall grass on I mean, fire. He blows he, up a highway that didn't exist until the moment it blows up. Yep. Uh, it, yeah, that's a phenomenal piece of editing where like they, they give us the establishing shot of the highway next to the village we've seen them in. Yeah. After they blow up the highway. <laughs> yeah. It's like ridiculous. This We should talk about that. This yeah. movie does do some wonky things yeah. Yeah, with yeah. physics. And not in a way where it's it like, oh, he's jumping higher than it would. It, it like cuts corners visually. I think rather cleanly. It, yeah, but it's, it's a lot still, of. It lies to you. It's uh, a lot of montage and jump cutting. Yeah, and yeah. the only reason it becomes a problem is because you don't. It starts doing montage things before it lets you know you're in a montage. It, like, Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it like, doesn't even enter into a montage. Yeah, right. It just, it just, like fires just for those moments it happens. Then, yeah. yeah, right. The, right. the most egregious one, but I also think somehow has a fluidity to it. Is when the helicopter is shooting into the water, trying to they they're given everything they got at Rambo because he's unkillable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's underwater, presumably. So they just like empty the artillery of a helicopter into it, and they're well above the water. And then he bursts out of the water and reaches the helicopter with his hand and pulls a man out of it because now the helicopter's a couple feet off the water. Yeah, yeah. And the energy of the direction guides my eye to a point where like it makes. Uh, pacing sense it's not mm-hmm. jarring but the only thing that's jarring uh like the language is used correctly but they just are, the wrong letters are there spatially it's weird yeah spatially we were talking about that yeah. down. it does a lot of spatial cheating cheating yeah. yeah and yeah. then he ends up on the helicopter and 
then they're way up in the sky again. And like, it's believable that that yeah. guy just <laughs> pulled up real fast in a panic. But that's not shown. Yeah, but why? But also, why would he? Like, oh, oh, Rambo's on board. Let's let's fly way up in yeah. the air. Like, what? Well, you'd probably want to stay I, pretty close to. Ground. I will say some of the best sequences Whatever. in this movie are that helicopter flying yeah. around. There's a yeah, lot of really, helicopters. Yeah, there's a lot of really good cinematography of just yeah, that that helicopter flying around and doing some crazy shit. It's yeah. yeah, really impressive yeah. Uh, driving. Uh, Stallone uh, driving, flying, whatever uh-huh. you call it, piloting. <laughs> Stallone is very much in the driver's seat yeah. of a helicopter, seemingly alone at a few points. Yeah, maybe. And well, I believe that he's probably capable of flying a helicopter. He's probably a co-pilot whatever. off camera. I feel like there's a co-pilot yeah. off camera and some autopilot, but there's some really impressive stuff that, like, yeah. I'm thinking of Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes. Mission yeah. Impossible oh, Fallout, I was thinking about Fallout. You know, is obviously the gold standard, I think. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, that's, like, next in line after Fury Road is, like, this is how you fucking action today if you want to yeah, do action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's like some very like real stuff happening there that yeah. just brings a lot of energy, and, and it's very energetically and cleanly oh, yeah. directed, even if it's not. Uh, and there's some really good moments that like really pop throughout. Yeah, the thing with the mud is awesome. The, um, a lot of pop tarty shots of the sunset. There, yeah, the, there the are helicopter flying through the head of the uh, the religious statue as yeah. we enter this. Uh, you know, this backwoods non-America yeah, as yeah. portrayed. <laughs> no, but even the moment you were talking about before where he, like, pops out of the water and grabs the guy and then gets himself up yeah, on the, the helicopter. There's, like, some very good, like, standout moments, I think, that, like, really pop as, like, yeah. just very interesting, cool, like, visual action ideas, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the main the main sin is just that... It, the, the, the story <laughs> of it... Like, I mean, I get what happens. Honestly, it's though. a very obvious... You know the storyline is, is easy to follow, but sure. but just sort of like the cutting and pacing of it, just it just really doesn't feel fluid. It yeah. just feels very chopped up, yeah. And like you said, very montagey. I think on a on a macro sense, together. it feels that way. Yeah. yeah, I think in a micro sense, there's a lot of fluidity that works. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. but Whereas in, in, in the larger blood, picture, there's not a there's, well, yeah. there's no story arc in the thing. It's just set piece to set piece. Yeah, yeah. first blood. Uh, it's just flows. not as good a movie. Yeah. And 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 I do it's think it's not plot driven. It's yeah. visually driven. And and the filmmaking I think is good, but it's um I, I guess my 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 personal preference is in these sort of um uh, I don't know there's something lush about the first one the that first this movie is like lacking in the, in yeah the, the director's not as present yeah. yeah well and I have a theory about that which is that you know George P Cosmatos who directed it he two other of his movies Cobra and T- Tombstone were basically like the sort of you know kind of general know how about those movies is that well, Stallone and Cobra basically more or less directed that movie, and Kurt Russell and Tombstone basically directed Tombstone. Didn't so Tombstone Cosmatos, have a director that walked though? And then in the he, gap, I think you're Russell actually I think you're right. And then Cosmatos but, just came on to be an overseer. Well, I think Cosmatos was a guy who probably knew, you know, he knew the he wasn't going to try to compete with the ego of yeah, Stallone yeah. or Russell. Get the movie done, and he's just like, okay, well, you know, I'll. I'll kind of run the I'll run the set. I'll take care of things, but yeah, yeah. kind of like it's your vision on basically. time under budget. Yeah, yeah, it. exactly. Like I'll I'll and I'll deliver this how it needs to be delivered. Yeah. I can do that. Meanwhile, feel his like, son is it Panos? I know. Mean, meanwhile, he's his like son making is the most the like idiosyncratic shit, shit yeah. that you could ever make, and well, you know, great shit. Yeah. When 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 you're raised by you know kind of a square, you might turn out to be a hippie, and <laughs> and I yeah. and I know some squares whose parents were crazy hippies. Yeah, that's so, you know, true. Pat Oswalt has that joke about that, yep. how he was going to be the strictest, most awful parent to his kid just so that she grows up to be cool. Yeah, basically. Because it's all like the cool parents that grow up like little asshole kids that rebel against cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some of the most, like, I've, some of 
some of the most normal people I know were raised in like very unpredictable, like kind of like quote unquote, hippie environments yeah. where there's yeah. no real sense of structure or anything like that. And it makes perfect sense why they turned out the way they did. Yeah. Mm. So maybe that's happened with George and Penance. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, George, it's like, I will deliver you on time to college on a budget <laughs> by the time you're 18, you're ready to go. But, uh, but I, I kind of wonder if Stallone basically like ghost directed this movie. Yeah. yeah. I think when I'm you thinking. watch Rambo for Rambo, which he did direct, uh, you know, explicitly well, by this directed. Point too, he had already it's directed. It's very similar, yeah. And he's and he's he had already directed Rocky three and Rocky two at this point. Yeah, and Rocky four and he Rocky did, four did all three of those. So. Yeah. So all he already had that experience under his belt. I, I don't see why he would, you know, let Cosmatos run the show. Yeah. But you know, who knows? Who knows? Hollywood was a crazy time. There's a lot of HGH flowing at that time. <laughs> yeah. A lot of coke. But, a lot of oh, fucking yeah. yeah. And, and it does. Ooh. I mean, and and HGH, which seems to have forced a. Sylvester Stallone's stomach to cave yeah. in. Yeah, he is crazy. literally cave in. His body fat percentage his, is negative his four. His chest hovers in front of his body by a good like three inches. Yeah, he's literally an action figure that's posable. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Absolutely. We should talk a little bit about how the like the only person that exists in this movie with any sort of identity is Rambo. Yes, yes. because. The characterization of the Russians is just that Russians are evil. Yep. The characterization of the and I actually forget even what race it's supposed to be is that they're just little Vietnamese, I guess, Vietnamese, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little dir- little dirty killing machines that will do whatever are told by the evil people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, then there's the. Uh, his uh, spy girlfriend who mm-hmm. uh, shows up and is just she immediately knows his name and she's just like there for him. Like, well, she was she was an agent, right? Yeah, true. and so she they were supposed to meet, but you know, of course, they fall in love. But she's also like she's this powerful super agent who is a legacy at the agency right. she's in from her dad, but like her English is spotty. Yeah. And it's not, it makes no sense for a character's English to be spotty, but it no. does make sense if you want for her character to be uh, dated. We'll yeah, say very, very, very stereotypical. Dated. Very it's crazy. Stereotypical. Like they're, they're basic words. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not a linguist or anything, but it's just sort of like, I think this character would probably, like, if they know these words, there's no reason why they wouldn't know these words except to just sort of fit into our stereotype. It's just a really weird thing where like, it was clearly written to be played extremely stereotypically. Mm-hmm. Like it's written in, in broken English. Oh, she's right. doing clearly work like with bad white material, guys. Yeah. Right. Her dialogue. Right. And they're like, Oh, she's probably would say it like this. But then she, to her credit, doesn't play the stereotype on like her delivery. Yeah, she's good. She delivers it like she's, Right. An American English speaker, and so that makes it like even more weird that mm. it's this like stilted, broken English, clearly written. But you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's yeah. really odd. And I looked into that. That actress is like an a Singaporean actress who grew up in England. Okay. So, yep. So yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, she she's acting too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know. What yeah. It's like she, by the way, like she's that, good in the movie. It's good. just the way that part is written is fucking insane. It's a thankless thing. Like, there's yeah. no way to do. She did the best she can possibly yeah. do with that yeah. material. Especially, you like, know, the only. I guess the only spoiler you could possibly give for this movie, like what happens to her, is like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. so unceremonious. <laughs> like, she kisses John Rambo <laughs> and then immediately pays the ultimate price for it and well, violently dies. It almost feels like like. Uh, like it was like okay, well now that now that he got his piece, you're no longer functional for this <laughs> yes, movie, exactly. so you gotta go. Um, right. So we're just gonna yeah. we're, we'll also we're gonna give motivate him motivation him. to yeah. 
just end in a complete and utter bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, and which is she's the dog in yeah. John Wick. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it reminded me too of like Death Wish, another movie. Yes, about, yeah, you know, yeah. vid, you could argue this Man, is kind of the vigilante violence. But there's that great, <laughs> there's a similar scene in Death Wish where he's like, you know, Charles Bronson is out with his girlfriend, and you know he pulls the car over to run in and get something quick in the corner store while she stays in the car and somebody just comes along and I, I forget if they like kill her first, but either way she ends up, but like she gets killed. The car rolls down the hill and explodes. It's just, like, <laughs> just, it's just so over the top. And yeah. it, and the whole point of it is just to like, you know, give the, yeah, motivate the man the hero, yeah. another yeah. reason to basically, another reason right. to kill. no, no, yeah. I'm not even going to, Pretend yeah. Why to hold care back? about anybody yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'm just gonna finish this in a blaze of glory. Yeah, man. Death Wish. A lot of people talk about four being the crazy one. I think uh, three, three is the crazy I, I, one. I, well, I, well, I've always heard people say three is the crazy one. Uh, well, either way, three and four are both fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. So let's we'll put that up. Three there. is nuts. Three <laughs> yeah. is a uh, uh, you know Golan and Globus. Uh, yeah. I don't know if yeah. the other two were, but three I is believe extremely two, canon. Three films. and four were, and five. But uh, but yeah, I, I would say. The second one, all in all, like it was really fun to watch it with you guys. Yeah, it was fun. If I was watching that by myself, I would be like, I watched it by myself for the first time a week ago, and I was like, ah, you know, it's this is cool, this is fun, but like it, it was just a mishmash. But watching it with people, it is fun. Certainly, yeah, we laughed a lot. We we had a good time. I mean, these are exploitation movies. Even the first one is. These are definitely like the reason I like the first one so much. I think is it like walks this really great line between being a total exploitation movie. And kind of like a legitimate drama about yeah. like the Vietnam War and the effects and fallout of the war. Mm. It's a uh, smart movie. Yeah, it's a smart exploitation yeah. movie. And the only reason why it's exploitation is because it's it's made on a budget and it's made on the quick, maybe or like you know it's yeah. made it's made to go. You yeah, know what I mean. And it's ninety minutes. It's you know it's also got him blowing up a whole to town at the end. Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's got a lot on its mind. And yeah. It's smart. Yeah. And the only thing this one really has on its mind is killing people. And retroactively winning the war in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yep, yeah. And, and that's the big thing is that yeah. you know the body count in one in the first one, as we said, one person. Yeah. Who Rambo right. kills indirectly, and as, as soon as he gets into the jungle here, he's throwing knives at heads. It's like, crazy. It's just nuts. And, he consistently draws first blood. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's all he does throughout the, the other movie, and on innocent people throughout it. the movie too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I there's think there's a like a lot of innocent died. Vietnamese that bite it in this oh, movie because time. of him. Well, he did blow up the entire uh, an entire town. Yeah, <laughs> the entire I, there's a there's a whole crew of like Buddhist monks hanging out. Who, yeah, who are never seen again after yeah. that village goes up in flames. So yeah, that's what God happens. knows what happened to them. Yeah, and, and then, the and the first one is legitimately, I think, like about him having PTSD and how that's affecting him and how it leads to some of his violent behavior. Uh, and then this one is like. Literally, the only way this movie makes sense is if what it's saying is like uh, his PTSD is so bad he needs to go back to Vietnam. Like, yeah, he, like, but I don't think it's even saying that. It's yeah, just saying, like, he's just this is just this is his thing. Like, right. this is just what he does. It makes no mention of it. In fact, I think yeah, Rambo's ending, do missions to kill bad guys. That's yeah. So let's right. throw this Rambo and in I there. Think he's that just the become end a piece. Of the movie suggests almost that his PTSD would be cured if. Amer- if if the country right. showed some goddamn gratitude, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, and and also if and you know, it, I'd if, be on board with a little bit bureaucracy of bureaucracy was dismantled, right? And if, yeah, and if they could just give the soldiers what they deserve, 
yeah. then PTSD would would probably just be gone. Right, less. right, yeah. You know that that's kind of the message that I get from it. I and guess. I I like I like it in so far as like we should absolutely get people help who need it. Yes. Right. But I don't like it in so far as like but check out the wicked shit he can do with the knife. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. Because of because suggests... it feels like it's a superpower. Yeah. yeah. That exactly. like you know Instead of being like we created a soldier and then didn't give it the resources, you know, we we created a killing machine and then didn't give it the resources to turn it back into a man. Right. It was just like, check, check out this killing machine we built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets it done. Yeah. Thank God we built this that killing he machine. Should be able to kill with impunity too. Yeah, yeah. And without consequence. Right. More yeah. or less. And it's like in the end. The first one's much you know. more ruminative on that. And, and you know, in the end, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trotman is like. Listen, we know, like, we know it was a terrible war, but don't hate your country for it. Yeah. Which is yeah, basically yeah. saying it's like saying that to the audience, yeah. you know, like, oh, yeah, like, this is an anti hate the war, but don't hate the country. And like, yeah. well, Rambo hated the war, but you know, he's got one more thing to do. Like, you know, he's maybe I save America. I gotta save Americans, yeah. and maybe I wouldn't have hated the war so much if he just let us win it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. I will there, say it's, there's a lot of contradictory things going on. There is a good movie. In like hidden in here somewhere, like there's a moment in this movie when he's being like has has been being tortured, and they're trying to get him to contact his superior, and he like he's like refusing to contact his superior, and he finally contacts his superior, oh, and he gives in not when they torture him, but when they threaten to torture someone else. That's right. Yes, you know, so he, has, like, he, that, he yeah. takes the pain himself, but then yeah. when it's starting on someone else, right, he's like, okay, okay. And uh, who are you protecting with your pain? I am from Russia. <laughs> yeah, but first yeah, the German. Berlin. Yeah, you are Russian. Yeah, Would you like but sauerkraut? he he uh um when when he uh calls on the radio, he like all he finally ends up doing is saying like I'm coming for you, and then like kills all the bad guys. Like that's an amazing moment and a really Come cool you, scene Murdoch. that there's like a good movie in. Yeah. Oh yeah, the idea that they trick him into going back. And then abandon him again, right? And now he's going to come take vengeance on the system that yeah. keeps doing Which this he to him. Which literally does in the end with his right. machine gun. Yeah, and there's like a very failures. good movie in that, but there's so much movie around that that <laughs> yeah. is like not about that, <laughs> right. and like very jingoistic, and like you know, it's like it, yeah. it's yeah. it's very it's strange. all about the carnage. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think too yeah, that that's like a, that's a fun thing yeah. to have. Yeah. I mean, well, this also has sort of that vibe that is now a trope of the just like, you know, we got a mission for you. And you're the only one who can get it right, done. Yeah. I told you I was out of this business. It's, I'm not getting back in. And then these de- It's a Snake Plissken movie. It's a Snake Plissken yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. You it's escaped like, from there in 1971. No one knows that ground better than you. I'm like, well, it's literally been 15 years yeah, 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 since yeah. he's been there. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to use I have to use Google Maps now when I visit yeah, my hometown. Yeah. Like, I, I lived there I, for 20 I, years. I, I, gone. Yeah. I don't I still need fucking Google Maps, dude. Like I'm not the way it is. <laughs> and there yeah, aren't and there's street not signs of the brush. fucking Jungle. Yeah, that's yeah. grown over. Yeah, I feel like the like uh, yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but it there's um, oh, I was gonna say something intelligent. Damn it, I don't know what it was. No, it's okay. Oh, I had that's something okay. intelligent too. I just don't. I don't, I don't remember. It's, it's late. Right. 
Yeah, it is. And I, I got to say, I... Oh, I know what I was going to say. I know exactly what it was. The, oh, the I know what between, I was going to say, too. Between, okay, so the difference between <laughs> this and an escape from New York is escape yeah. from New York... New, you, uh, escape from NYC, the Big Apple, uh-huh. actively embraces the fact that it is following the format of, yeah, exactly. I told you I was yeah. out. Well, they pulled yeah. me back in. Whereas I think... I, I think Rambo exists in a world where it doesn't know Rambo that format exists. it's as good as Rambo 1. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it thinks it's as thoughtful as Rambo 1. And I don't... And it's really not. And I don't think Rambo 2 knows it's doing that formula. Exactly. Do you know exactly. what I mean? That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. 2 it's thinks it's finishing it the job of the formula. first one. Yeah, it yeah. It thinks it's, it's classy like the yeah. first one yeah. is. 2 is a... You could argue that 2 is a direct response to the first one. Yeah. 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 So it really yeah. 2 yeah. is basically Stallone coming in and saying, listen, like, all right, first one was all talk. Let's get the job done. Yeah, yeah. You know people, I mean? people want to see this. Like, hey, you know that pussy-ass movie I made, First yeah, Blood? Right, right, right. We're going to fucking put some dick in that movie now. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, let's set it on fire. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think, too, I wonder if... I mean, this might be the first vietnam-related movie i've ever seen that is actually like basically like a pro-vietnam movie (laughs) almost like you know what i mean where it's so and before this movie came out it spends no time thinking about the ethics of the end of the war it it, it throws in a few little like it throws in a few lines to basically be like listen we all know we hated the war but also what if we won it you know it's basically the premise of it and it's almost in direct response to like what this movie presupposes <laughs> is maybe we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like think about it in relation to like Apocalypse Now yeah. or The Deer Hunter. These movies that yes. are very obviously war is hell. Vietnam is crazy. We yeah. should have never been there. But and this movie is basically. Is but hell is home. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. I don't. Th- I mean, it's crazy. Th- it, it it is fun to watch with my friends and a, as like an exploitation movie, but I, it's definitely like honestly like not even one of the best exploitation movies I've seen. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's fine. I think a lot of my affection for it just comes from the fact that I find everything Stallone does fascinating. Yeah, yeah. He's an unstoppable force, yeah. and he is a force for the sake of weirdness that every once in a while hits. Yeah. But when it hits, it's a goddamn grand slam. But otherwise, it's just like a, a strange thing, and it, it's fascinating to me. I'm so inspired by the fact that he is just always gonna do whatever it is <laughs> he's got to get done, and we're never gonna be able to predict that beyond just adding a the next number behind the list. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll probably do. And and you know, he'll, he'll seven. What, I mean, like? he's made three escape plan movies. Like, yeah. What, what's oh, yeah. that about? You know, he's, <laughs> he's still working hard. He's just going. He just has to do it. And and, and, I, and let's let him go. But then he's also like. Taking the back seat in the Creed movies too, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's incredible. I know. What I, I, love I mean, is, he's amazing in Creed. He's so he's so good. good in that movie. He literally Rocky. got nominated for an Oscar. Like, well, he got nominated for a he Best did, right? Actor Oscar in Rocky. Mm-hmm. Right, that and, makes sense. Uh, so, but and Rocky won. Rocky won Best Rocky Picture. Rocky beat like a bunch of other. But he did not yeah. win. But the thing is, it it mirrored Rocky in that he didn't have to win. He went the distance. He was yeah, a dude yeah, who had yeah. nothing. Was downright homeless. Turned this script into something amazing. And then years and years later, out of nowhere, he he wins the he he wins a nomination for that performance that gave him fame yeah. in the first oh, place. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a very real chance he might win. Rocky might get the Oscar that we all thought he was going to get the first time around. It's just like we thought oh, he was going to win, God. but he just went the distance. Yeah. But he didn't win. And uh, that's kind of the whole plot of the later Rocky movies too, which is like, listen, I used to be something and now I'm back. Yep. Well, one more one more try. I don't have to <laughs> yeah. win. I just got to show you that I'm actually still good. And he did. He showed us he was still good. He was oh, incredible yeah. in Creed. He's he deserved that nomination. That 
uh, what's his name from Bridge of Spies deservedly oh, beat Mark him. Rylance, yeah. uh, Mark mm-hmm. Rylance deservedly won. Sure. That was absolutely the best performance there. Should have been but, like, Mark Stylance. Sty- you're you're correct. Mark Slylance. That's what. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I'm getting my. I remember confused. when that was on. I had the Rocky theme cued on my phone to play when he went to make a speech, but he didn't win, and I was heartbroken for a second. Then I said, "No, this is right." Yeah, because yeah. and Stallone constantly does that. So. It's all genuine to me, even though he's just sucking up money, rehashing old shit, because it feels genuine. It feels real. The Creed the is doing of, something of, legitimately new and interesting. With yes, it. Yeah. yeah. But even Rambo too, like that movie is is not a great movie, but like he passionately believes it's great right. and has delivered something that's awesome in the sense of the term awesome, despite being stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. But like it's earnestly stupid, and I, I just I'm so attracted to that. I think that's so cool. And I would say too that um. Oh, well, sometime, if you ever want to watch Woody Allen's bana- feature film debut, Bananas. Oh, I love Bananas. Uh, so you know he's in it, right? Sly Stallone. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he a, make, he's the tough on the bus. He's, yeah. a, he's a, like, you're just watching this movie out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, early Woody Allen movie. And then there's an early scene on the subway. The do- subway doors open, and on walks, like, this crew of, you know, greasers or whatever, leather jacket guys. And one of them is a young Sylvester Stallone. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a, seeing it's a, his first face. It's it's incredible. <laughs> it's like seeing a Schwarzenegger show up in The Long Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is also incredible. Or Sigourney so. Weaver and Annie Hall. That's another one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, um, so should we do our manhunt movies? Yeah. So oh, yeah. in honor of Rocky, we're gonna do a real quick list. In honor of Rocky, Rocky Rambo. I just. <laughs> I love Rocky. Rocky's better than Rambo by a country oh, yeah. mile. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Big time, big time. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, yeah. So, also, uh, First Blood Part 2 was definitely uh, sponsored by Coca-Cola. And the uh, <laughs> yes, only other note I have is this is if Meat Sweats were a movie. Uh-huh. So, that's that's all I got there. Uh, yeah. So, we for the list, we were, like, trying to figure out something that would be interesting to do. And we kind of just came up with this loose idea of... Movies about like men being hunted or hunting men, um, not necessarily most dangerous game, but you know, uh, you know, because it's a manhunt. Dif- First Blood is definitely like it's a manhunt movie. That is that that is what it is, which and it's a very interesting one. Like the way that premise gets set up is yeah. is so interesting because it's not about sport or anything, but it is a manhunt movie. It, you it's know, a ma- more, manhunt movie. Yeah, I was about to give an example, and then I was like, no, wait, that's what this whole list oh, is about. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, should we just? G- Let's just go around. I, I think I'm just going to try and go for some of my, I guess, like lesser ones. Because I, I have kind of a long list here. I'm sure a lot a of these came up well. on everybody's. But there's just a lot of things I have nothing to say yeah. about. I'll, I'll start here. So I think one of the most classic ones, and I think it is somewhat loosely based on the concept of the most dangerous game, which is kind of the, the core story of this, but The Running Man. Yes, yep, The Running Man. Yep. Uh, Running Man's fantastic because it is literally a game where they hunt men. But these men are prisoners, so nobody has any... Uh, since 2019, right? I believe it's 2019. Yeah, and Richard Dawson's the host. Yeah. Uh, well, Running that's... Man is not like my favorite of Arnold's movies, and it's wildly different from the King story. Yeah. Um, which I'm excited to read. I've not, actually not read it, but yeah. uh, I know it's very yeah, different. And like, I'm, I'm good. The movie's like all right, I think. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's a fun one. It's got that. Great... I loved it when I saw it, but I think I've seen a lot more movies. It's since a lower tier. <laughs> older Arnold, but yeah. it has like a very bizarro charm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has one of my favorite botched Arnold uh, one-liners. Uh, think Jim Brown plays Sub-Zero. He's one of the hired killers. And yeah. Like, I forget what his gimmick is. I guess he freezes things. And then Schwarzenegger kills Chill. him and he goes, now you're regular Zero. There's <laughs> <laughs> like where he like, saws a guy in half or whatever, and then he meets up with his, you know, his mate. 
What happened to him? He had the split. He had the split. <laughs> you better leave enough room for my fist, because I'm going to rabbit in your stomach. That's a, that's a line that he yells. Yeah. You'll love watching. Uh, you said earlier you're going to watch Rob Zombie's 31. You'll you'll love watching that because that's basically Rob Zombie's The Running Man. Oh, right on. Okay, I'm into that. Yeah, nice. Uh, I might watch. It. I might fall asleep. I threw much in the same vein. I threw Battle Royale on my list. I felt like that was yeah. a pretty classic, like manhunt movie yeah. you know yeah. ain't um, no hunger games without battle royale exactly that's, that's yeah yeah yep yeah uh which i don't have too much to say about i like battle royale it's yes. a most dangerous game mixed with lord of the flies yeah yep and it's fun it's a kick-ass yeah. movie it's a cool movie yeah, yeah. kick-ass movie yeah. yeah remember when that was not going to be released in america i do it, like, it was a very controversial movie, yeah. and everyone was like school violence is yeah. not gonna happen and now like you know it's just everywhere i uh so i wanted to kind of avoid i tried to like kind of pin it you pare it down a little bit. So I just did movies where basically like, you know, where it's like kind of a contained space where a big force is hunting like a small force. So like you're looking for literally like a fugitive yeah, more or, less. Yeah, yeah. or like, or like maybe a couple fugitives. Yeah. So, so here's, I mean, these aren't really ordered too much, but the first one, and this is kind of a bad movie that I actually kind of really enjoy and think about is, Patriots Day by Peter Berg. Dude, I, I, I like that, that movie. I actually think uh, that movie is legitimately yeah. a good it's, movie. It's a good movie. It's 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 one of his Mark Wahlberg real life trilogy um, about the Boston Marathon. I hear Deepwater bombings. Horizon's real good too. I haven't I, seen that. One. I I like Deepwater Horizon quite a bit too. So um so this movie, I mean, yeah, but Lone Survivor, I fucking hate that movie. No, that's that's not great. That's yeah. for sure. That's a terrible movie. So Patriots Day is is basically very like. It's like a procedural. It's a it's a man. It's a pretty by the book manhunt movie. Like this is you know, but Mark Wahlberg is in it, and he plays a fictional. You guys gonna bring bombs to the race? He plays. You gonna race with bombs? (laughs) You gonna think it makes you go faster? He's more or less like the Forrest Gump of the Boston Marathon bombings, where he basically (laughs) just happens to be everywhere where something is happening, even though you know he's just like a composite character, someone who is just made up so that we could follow somebody around, and it's it's a very well made movie and mm-hmm. it's very well paced and it's very like pretty riveting basically, yeah. but it, but it's a, it's a funny movie. It, it probably has some DNA in common with the Rambo movies and that what it thinks we should feel proud about and patriotic about is actually something that's kind of gross and scary. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like we all came together through love and with love, they could never beat us. It's like, Actually, you guys like basically declared martial law and took away everybody's <laughs> civil rights <laughs> so that multiple agencies could force everybody to stay inside for days and find like two random teenage yeah. Chechenian extremists. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I did like about I mean, it though? You know, obviously what they did was horrible, but you know, the, the response obviously is, you know, imagine if Sidney Lumet had made yeah, yeah, this yeah movie. it would be, he would have commented something on like the use of force, but instead the whole movie is basically like, a bunch of Boston cops like encountering these guys and being like, "Welcome to fucking Boston, eh?" <laughs> like, hey, these hey. terrorists are a wicked retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from fucking Framingham, Massachusetts. <laughs> like, the whole no, I, is like I that, agree. So. It is. It is very much. Uh, there was. There was one. I do like that. That they had us follow the the bad guys around a little bit. See, I'm just calling them the bad guys. Uh-huh. Followed them around a little bit because there's some great performances yeah, in that, too. I think one That's of them is one cool. of the wolf kids, uh, Alex Yes, wolf, yeah, yeah. You know. And I think uh, uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons is in it. Kevin he has a really, in it. He has a really, really uh, good line. He wakes up in the morning to go to work the day of the bombing. It's one of those, and his wife's in bed, and he's looking in the mirror getting himself ready. And he's like, honey, can you take a look at me for a second? She's like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, now... 
do I just get better looking every day or is it just this mirror? And like, she's like, and, oh, you. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's he has so a lot of great charming. lines. A lot of great And lines. it's a very much a tough, it's a tough guy movie. Yeah. Um, even like, and, and there's this one, um, but it kind of does play into that whole like funny Mark Wahlberg self-made mythology thing, you know, yeah. his whole quote about, oh, if I had been on United yeah. 93, yeah. you know what I would have done, bro? I would have fucking saved that plane. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, this is basically what you trying like, to do 9-11. Like, it's not like gonna happen. Mark Wahlberg, you know, fine. Like it's another kind of like yeah. Mark Wahlberg saves the day. He challenges the terrorist to a push-up competition. That's all <laughs> he's got. I know. No, your chin's got all the way. <laughs> gotta go all the way down, bro. Oh damn, you're even better than Donnie. <laughs> and he sucks. So yeah, we've all seen a lot of Doug Loves movies. Can you try yeah. and get the plane to go <laughs> boom? So that's that's a good movie if you're if you're feeling like watching it. I've never it's seen like, it. It's basically like an exploitation version of Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, yeah. which. Yeah. Maybe I'll just fuck your rules, by the way. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's another one on my list. So okay. Right yeah. uh, incredible procedural. Oh, yeah, I never saw such that. A good, oh, that's man. a good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Great Catherine Bigelow film. Very much like if you've seen like All the President's Men. Yeah. It's basically kind of modeled after like an All the President's Men or even a Zodiac. Yeah. It's just like, okay, like how how do we find the world's most wanted yeah. man? Who, also early skinny Chris yeah. Pratt. Zodiac is he on the list, by the way. Second. Ripped oh, fucking nice. Chris yeah. Pratt. Thought of that, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Zod- Zodiac's a man. Zodiac movie. is yeah. definitely I think a the best movie. procedurals are ones that are someone trying to get somebody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think those are generally good, yeah. you know, so, the But fugitive. the interesting thing about Zodiac yeah. is they're, oh, I didn't think they're about the doing fugitive. a manhunt. That's the icon, yeah. yeah. But they don't know who Wrongfully the man is. accused the Leslie Nielsen <laughs> Zaz parody of Fugitive. I haven't seen that one in a minute. Dude, I rented that movie over and over again as a kid. I loved that movie. All the Zaz movies were like my childhood. Oh yeah, big time. I remember I had the choice. My dad was going to take me to a movie, and I got to choose either Mission Impossible or Spy Hard, and I chose Mission Impossible, and I was correct as, as a little boy. Didn't one of them do Mafia? Was that was that oh, Jane Austen's Mafia? No, no, it was just called Mafia. Mafia was called the full title was Jane Austen's Mafia. Why? Because that's silly. <laughs> she oh would never write a mob thing. It had Jay Moore in it. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Moore was the lead. Yeah. That did have one visual gag where they had a stripper on a pole, but it was clearly just a gymnast doing the parallel bars, but the cameras turned sideways. <laughs> and she's like jumping between them. It's really crazy looking, but then she loses her grip and just fucking eats the bar. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's a really trippy movies, thing. Dude. All right, I'll, I'll rattle off a couple here too. Yeah. Uh, Judgment Night. I've never, seen, never that. seen it. That's I would love to see that. Scott Pagnotti, what's up, buddy? He lended me this in high school on a videotape. And the tagline, um, I forget what it specifically was, but the last part I remember, it was like, don't move, don't think, don't even breath. Like it just it didn't say breathe. It that, said that's breath. got a very famous soundtrack to it, right? Yes, yeah. I, I don't know who did it. Well, I think it's in, by not the score, but the actual soundtrack, like the songs. On, you know, oh, the, you know, in the nineties, okay, okay. the glory days of like yeah, big yeah. soundtracks, Godzilla. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, but the big thing about that soundtrack was that it was each song was like a joint song of a rap artist and a rock artist. Uh. We well, you know. I remember the Spawn soundtrack. I think it was like. Basically, oh, yeah, everything yeah. was Scream te- 2 techno. Soundtrack? I think it was like each song was done by like an EDM artist and yeah. like a rapper or an EDM artist and a, and a rock band or something. It's Matrix like sort of two genres. Yeah. <laughs> you know one genre. Well, have you thought about two genres? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys got to be sick of old metal. Yeah. We've got something new for you. 
New, new metal. metal. What the fuck, a new metal? So, but new Judgment metal. Night is a bunch of dudes on a party bus break down in a bad part of town and run afoul. They they witness Dennis Leary, the evil bad guy, killing somebody. So now he's got to clean up and kill them. And they're just a bunch of dudes that were out for a game. Oh, who are these dudes? Oh, they're Cuba Gooding Jr., <laughs> Emilio Estevez, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty, but it's it's intense and I I do like it. Yeah, and then I'll throw Deliverance out there. Oh, nice. Deliverance yeah. is a legit about good that one. one. Yeah. That's just a that's just a banger of a movie. Yeah, um, that's another interesting Manhunt movie though, where like the enemy who they're searching is amorphous like they're not exactly sure yeah, who right. they're yeah. for yeah right. well and also it's it's one where it's a mutual hunt because they're getting away from these guys that started you know you know messing up their trip but then we also follow Burt reynolds as he rambos some people down with his uh, bow and arrow you right, know there's like right. they're because it's an ensemble the group's being hunted but every once in a while someone branches off to become the hunter it's it's cool it's a dark fucking movie yeah I'll, um, I, have, I have two more left. I don't know what you guys have. I left. got a couple more. Uh, Race with the Devil. Have you guys ever seen that? Oh. I think I've talked about it on the show yeah. a couple times before. It before I think, yeah. uh, it's like a, um, it's about two couples in like the seventies. One of them gets an RV. Who di- who directed this? Who was in it? Someone well, it's like, Warren Oates and um, right. Warren Oates. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Well, and um, Peter Fonda. Amazing. It's Warren Oates, oh, right Peter on. Fonda, and R. they R. and they so they you know they it's it's them and their wives. One of them, one of the couples, gets like an RV, and so the whole movie is like it's in the seventies when it's like an RV means a moving home that you can like make your home on the road, and so it's just about this like I don't know they're like they're they're going they're just gonna go on the road and they're gonna yeah. like you know but then they immediately run afoul of a uh, satanic cult. It's a satanic panic oh, movie right from on. the seventies. What is it called again? Uh, uh, Race with the Devil. I feel like I've heard it. I mean, I've, you've mentioned it on the show. I think. Yeah, it's, I have it. If anybody wants to borrow it, like, please do. It's right very on. fun. Uh, but it, it's literally just like them trying to get across the country and they keep, they're like being followed by this like satanic cult. Nice. Uh, and it, it eventually turns into like a pretty awesome car chase between them nice. and a cult of Satanists. It's, it's right. awesome. It's yeah. I mean, Warren it's, Oates, you it's also, it's wrong. like not yeah. great. You know, it's like a 90 minute movie that should only be 45 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. but it, but the stuff that is great about it is like great. It's cool. Um, uh, I also put Duel on I my list. Gonna say I've Duel, never and seen I'll knock Duel. It off my list because yeah. I have nothing new to say about it except that it shares that structure. Yep. Joyride would have been. On oh, I've never list. seen Joyride. Joyride is very similar to Duel and to uh, uh, what was it? Race with the Devil. Race with the Devil. Yep. Uh, in that it's just they they we're gonna keep using this term run afoul yes, yep. of of. They, they fuck around with a trucker on a CB radio. It's uh, Paul yep. Walker and Steve uh, Zombie. I remember the, the trailers for and this. And Lily Sobieski, remember her? Yep. Always liked her. Yeah, me too. But then um, she turned the sin of turning 30 years old. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we already have Hell and Hunt, so we <laughs> couldn't you know, <laughs> Sorry, we no more her out totally yet. Yeah, but yeah, and so it's the same thing where they, they piss off this trucker and he just chases yeah. them down the road. And yep. it's like Duel in that he does not have an identity that we right. see. We hear him on the yeah, 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 yeah. cane. You know, Man. Yeah. Duel is cool. I've Duel never is real seen it. Good. That's a big blind spot. Duel is cool. It's One fun. Spielberg on it. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that a, was a TV movie of the week. Mm-hmm. Was that a Richard Matheson story? Or I is think it, so. Is it, we can find yep. this here. I think that's right. Um, yeah, because it has a very, that is another thing where it's like just a great director kind of in their early career dabbling around in some exploitation stuff. That's, a, that's basically what that is. first movie. Yeah. Does I mean, it, first like full length movie. Yeah. Does it do a lot of, uh, I imagine there's probably a lot of looking. Yeah, Richard right. Matheson wrote the a lot screenplay. Of like pictures of people looking at stuff, you know. 
yeah, it's it's good, you know. Yeah. It's a, but it's like seventy minutes long. It's a TV movie, you know. Have you guys seen? I got it here. It's ninety minutes on the dot. Oh no shit! Ninety minutes yeah. on the dot. But I mean, it's it's lean and mean. It's yeah. just a. Although this could be like, uh, you know, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, a subsequent yeah. version. Have yeah, you guys Dennis seen Weaver, uh, baby. the Hitcher? With I've never oh, seen yeah. the Hitcher. That movie is yeah. not great, but I love it. Oh, Rucker well, awesome. I beg to differ. I really oh, do, I do think it's quite it's good. It's been a while since I've seen it. I will say that. Rucker Hauer is kind of like just a crazy, like Anton Shigor type, just a force of evil who kind of also breaks the laws of physics, more or less. And then C. Thomas Howell is like the young, innocent, you know, guy who's trying to get away. Um, and uh, what's yeah, cool. I like those oh, actors and Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, She's that's a great good. cast. I would like to watch it again. I re- the last time I saw it, I was literally 17. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if that was a thing. Yeah. Um, so I included Southern Comfort by Walter I've Hill. I've never seen uh, that. Seen this that. is like I, a Walter yeah. Hill hole that I have yeah. that I need to fill. I, a hill hole? The hill it's a hill hole. Yeah. It's a hill hole. I got a fill hole. You should definitely <laughs> fill hole this hill hole. Um, because it's extremely good. It, it's very... They make a great double feature with First Blood. Yeah, okay. Um, but it basically, it's about a crew of... I think they're National Guardsmen. They're just doing like some like weekend exercises in the in the in the bayou down in Louisiana yeah. like basically in the backwoods in in and they basically have a they run a foul always man that movie is involved yeah. running a foul yeah uh, they run a foul of some like local hunters and yeah. it basically kickstarts this like hunt uh where this basically it kind of kickstarts this whole like um yeah a, a hunt essentially where they're basically it's them against a whole like forest full of like Cajun creole guys who yeah are, like, these white guys who have the craziest accents <laughs> and they they know the land extremely well and it coming out in 1981 was obviously like the whole thing is i don't know if it really counts as non-exploitation but but it's another exploitation film that's actually extremely smart yeah. and has a lot on its mind and knows exactly like what to say and do. Yeah. And with it being Hill, it's very, um, just very like just perfect. Yeah. yeah perfectly yeah. made and perfectly yeah. shot. Yeah. Not, you know, and it's got a great cast. It's got, uh, Keith Carradine. Yeah. Ooh. Powers Booth. Powers yeah. Young Booth. Powers Booth. It's got Peter Coyote. You know, <laughs> Peter Coyote um, is. and then oh, Brian James, the guy who's in like Blade Runner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. a few other pretty notable uh, faces as well. That's cool. But it's just a great Southern movie. Comfort. Yeah. So I think I, I believe that it's on that Prime. Up a lot. Yeah, I, 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 I believe it's on. I'm Amazon dying Prime. to see it. I love Walter Hill. I I, th- I think this is probably my favorite Walter Hill movie. Oh, fascinating! All right, so I would try it out. I will try that out. Uh, um, while you're doing movies. that, I'll quickly say yeah. Prisoners. Oh, I haven't seen this yet. Denis Tori Villeneuve. Tori and I have been talking about trying to squeeze this in before we make our end of the decade list. Ooh, I'll well, say it. Hugh Jackman, career best. Yeah. I, I would say that it, it probably wouldn't like crack your best of the decade list, but I do. it's extremely good, though. Um, I it's, think it was the first. Well, Villeneuve I'm a huge movie. Villeneuve fan, so and, it's and fucked up. It's yeah. all. It's all like. And Roger Deakins shot it, yeah. so it looks yeah. incredible. Awesome. Yeah. It's moody as fuck. Yeah. It's dark. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal in this incredible haircut where yeah. he, he has kind of like what today might be like, it's kind of like an alt-right haircut with yeah. like the shaved sides yeah. and then long hair on top. Yeah. But he's like a detective who I grew up like in a foster home and the... he's angry as hell. Yeah. And he just like, and then Hugh Jackman is the father whose children have been kidnapped. Right. He it's doesn't know so... where they went. Ooh. He is just so angry and upset yeah. the whole movie. Yeah. All of his dramatic theater chops are just coming out. It's just so good. That movie's tremendous. 
That's a damn just, good movie. It's a damn good movie. It's two and a half hours, but like you're just so riveted. The whole yeah, time. yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. Then w- watch it like in November when it like starts <laughs> yeah, yeah, to get yeah. rainy and yeah. depressing inside. All right. All right. Yeah, it feel, like it feels like time. Rambo a little bit. Yeah. You know, in, the, in that terms of like it's smoggy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just like foggy it's and gray. damp. Yeah, the it's, whole it's, thing is just gray. Yeah. It's bleak. That's the word. Yeah. Whereas it, it doesn't have the lushness of a rebel. Right. It's not bleak like that. I think that 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 haircut. I I noticed it starting to pop up after Boardwalk Empire, mm-hmm. and it like popped up before it got kind embraced. of a retro I haircut. Mean, yeah. Granted, David Lynch is the progenitor, but yeah, uh, yeah. True, uh, true. Boardwalk Empire popped up and then it shifted to become that alt right hair, alt right and John Wick henchman haircut. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. Well, I had, I mean, I actually, I wrestled with putting Green Room on my list. And oh, sure. ultimately decided that was a slasher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that, that's argued. like, a, I was going to say, like, caveat is like every slasher is a manhunt movie. Yeah, right, so yeah, I just exactly. sort of excised that. That's like yeah. a siege movie. So instead, I cheated and oh, I yeah. put an episode of a TV show as my favorite Jesus one. Christ. But there's a reason you why cheater. I did it. Okay. There's an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia called Mac and Dennis Manhunters. Oh, yeah. I remember in which that they one. decide they're going to hunt Rickety Cricket. Yeah. Uh, just because it's something to do. And Frank is constantly warning them, you do not hunt a man. Yeah. It'll make you do crazy things. And he starts telling the story about how he got hunted once when he was fresh back from Nam. Some cop with a chip on his shoulder started coming at him. And, and it, it set him off. And I started you know, killing everything that moves and everything that lives. And they're like, Frank, you're just describing Rambo. And he's like, <laughs> no, that's me. This is my life. Like, This isn't the first or the last time you've, you've described your life as John Rambo's life. And, uh, as I like imagining they, Danny DeVito as having even been like tall enough to yeah, go to Vietnam. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, the the lore of the show is he was only in Vietnam to run sweatshops. Yeah, he yeah. went like oh like like ten years ago, <laughs> but uh, in, in, yeah, it's insane. But there's a part at the end where uh, because they're hunting cricket, cricket's going insane. And uh, but as they're hunting him, they start finding like knives in their pillows and stuff. And Cricket wakes up in the trash one day, and Frank is there. It's pouring rain. He's got the full Rambo getup on, and he's just like, well, "I'm gonna help you out." And they're like, "Why?" And he's like, "Cause they drew first blood, not you. They drew first blood." So it's a big first blood yeah. reference tied into it. But it's all the whole episode is all about the psychology of what happens when you hunt a man. <laughs> it's, it's fucking hilarious. That episode's really funny. I think it's from like season four. Yeah. Too. yeah. Uh, I, I just had like some random ones that I threw on my list. The Belko Experiment is kind of oh, a, yeah. a manhunting man movie. Uh, Predator is technically a manhunt yeah. movie. I made yeah. a notice on a man hunting those men, but it's a uh, you know. Um, yeah. Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. Yeah. The Pest. Uh, true, true. Uh, hunt for the Wilder People. I put on my list yeah. though. That's probably oh, like yeah. my because that's like literally that was, a like, manhunt. Number one movie. I fucking right. love that movie. That's a great flick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's a manhunt movie. That's that a, is a manhunt movie. That's a that's a man and a little man on the run. Yeah. Man boy hunt. But not Little Man, the titular character right. from Little Man. I would like to watch Little Man because that's so bonkers that I have to know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. It's a full-grown man CGIing playing a little person who's yeah. pretending to be a baby as part of a heist. Wait, I don't think I realized that he was what playing a little person. I've never yeah, heard well, of this movie before. It's, Mar- it's a, a it's Marlon a, and Sean Wayans movie. Yeah. And oh Marlon Wayans plays a dwarf criminal. Who it's like it's like a blue streak kind of thing where like he, he hit a diamond somewhere. So now to get it back in, this dwarf man has to pretend to be a baby to get into. I had where this no is. idea. But this dwarf man is played by full size Marlon yeah. Wayans in a CGI. My kind memory of, thing. of the trailer for this movie is that it sells it as he's actually a. Ba- I thought it was literally about like Marlon Wayans is a baby. Oh no no no! That's like even more insane to me that he's playing yeah. a little person that is then playing a baby. Digital midget pretending to be a baby. That's crazy. And I didn't mean 
No, but digital midget is a great turn of phrase. I had to roll with that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like when Dead Mouse evolves, he'll become digital midget. Well, I put down uh, the last one I did was Minority Report. Oh, damn, dude. That's a very good answer. Which nothing says on the run more than Tom Cruise running. Oh, yeah. With intention away from people who are chasing him. Right? And running from the future. Right, exactly. So it's just a great movie. Um, it's the kind of like, he, he, you know, he was the hunter. Now he's the hunted. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, I mean, I saw, I rewatched that movie last year and it just, I used to be kind of mixed on it, but I think it's probably like a top 10 Spielberg for me. Yeah, we yeah. did that episode. That yeah, we love, I, like, yeah, I love that, that movie. Up, yeah. and we, we both it's were a good pretty good. It. It's yeah. so good. It's, yeah. it's when... It's when Spielberg, like, kind of entered his period of okay, like I'm gonna make movies that are very entertaining, but they'll also be kind of for adults at the same time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, and I like, think that might be the best of that era of Spielberg. Yeah, from like, see, I'm a he, sucker for he had War a real hot. Streak. I like War of the Worlds yeah. a lot. I like, um, uh, well, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Sketch me if you can. Is from that era too, which is yeah. is extremely that good. Is well, man man movie. Movie. That is a manhunt movie. That is a manhunt movie. That came out great manhunt movie. As I was searching, that's a good one. What would you think about? I thought about this one, and yeah. I think it's actually only portions of the movie, but the raid. Oh yeah, because like he's mostly on the hunt at the beginning, but yeah. then once they're tipped off, like there's the yeah. great scene where he's in the closet, yeah, like gets stabbed through the wall and stuff, and that kind of by uh, you like, know by, by that definition, uh, Die Hard is a pretty good manhunt movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I th- I would say that these I would argue that though the raid and Die Hard probably break down into more like. Uh, it's more even further defined subgenres. Yeah, oh, I, a they're genre. more on the side of well, where it's a martial arts movie. I, I, yeah, I yeah. Say they're kind of single location siege movies. I was gonna say, yeah. and they're more siege. on the side of like uh, where I was saying like all slashers are. Right, uh, uh, man. Well, that's the, that's like the thing you said about Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard's yeah. just a reverse a, slasher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's what I wanted to say earlier. I just yeah. got triggered back into something. Go. First Blood is Halloween. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. First Blood Part Two is. You know, uh, Halloween Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, yeah. like, that's a really good way to put that's, it. That's kind of how it's perfect. Yeah, because Halloween's classy. First the body classy, count is much higher. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jason movies, you're just there because there's blood and titties it, and stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, like, it's Halloween versus Halloween two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the second one is basically Halloween two. I believe came out after Friday the thirteenth. Yes, yeah. yeah. They had to tap and into they're that. basically like, oh, okay. Well, now we're gonna kind of copy the copiers. Yeah. Carpenter Body count drank matters. a six pack a night while writing that script. Why? And I think that the story is that he wrote the script in one night with a six pack. Oh, even better. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. which says a lot about. I mean, I'm not a big fan of that movie, but yeah, I don't think it's great. I, I hate that they made Michael Myers a little little guy. He's a little yeah. sweet baby guy. There's oh, a, a in Deep Red. There's a moment where somebody gets their face dunked over and over in uh, like a that, hot water, that, and I was like, that is definitely where Carpenter got that idea because yeah. that's in Halloween too. That's one of the like most brutal kills I can think of in any slasher yeah. movie. Yeah, and and, and the, I was saying before, I don't know. I kind of like Halloween too. Might as well. <laughs> fine. I, I might as well say it out loud. Is that uh, there is a moment in um um Rambo First Blood Part Two, uh, where there where there's like a uh, like a machine gun that is cutting through a boat that Rambo is sort of like army yeah, crawling yeah. through as the line of fire right. goes across him that is very reminiscent of what happens in the guest yeah. and i oh, yeah. i would i would venture yeah. to guess that that might be a reference and those and guys he fucking yeah. dives out of that when the well, he is a veteran into it yeah yeah in a way the guest is almost like what if yeah, what if what rambo, if rambo was the terminator yeah yeah <laughs> see the thing is what we think of as hell he thinks of as home but if you let him into your home your <laughs> home yeah. becomes hell yeah 
And what about the two times that they referred to him as expendable? Yeah, that's that was incredible. wild. That's fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. Both by the no, woman. Not incredible, that would... expendable. <laughs> You're thinking of expendable a different series. Was incredible. Yeah. You're thinking of a different series. Let's wrap Stallone this one up. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. This let's is it. it, guys. I like to movie. Everywhere you get podcast, everywhere podcasts are sold. Check out <laughs> I like to movie movie. Yeah. Uh, get in touch with us. I imagine the next few episodes are going to be horror based. with uh, some so. guests coming yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, we'll announce. Can you give when, us when a preview? Confirms. Uh, it actually there. ties into a very recent episode. Yeah, we're yeah. trying um, to confirm some guests, but okay. um, yeah, we're, yeah. Then we've also got yeah, we've got some fun stuff coming up. But yeah. I think we're going to end up doing a couple horror movies for Halloween. I think we'll, so. we'll announce what that'll be as yeah, we do. Yeah, maybe it. we should pick a short series or something that yeah. we could do because we did Psycho last year. Maybe yeah. we pick like a short like something tight you know mm. coming up soon we'll be at the exhumed uh masters oh of yeah our day oh Hell yeah. i'll be there i'm gonna be there I you're gonna be ticket. there right yeah i'll be there yeah see texas chainsaw massacre yes sir it's a live yes sir thing the yes, brood sir. and yes, sir. hellraiser hellraiser correct hellraiser oh, be a great on 35 millimeter i actually have a i think once i watch the scream movies again I'm hoping to plow through a few more Hellraiser sequels. Yeah, I've never uh, seen any Hellraiser sequels. Okay. I've only seen the original. Two, two and Hellraiser two, two is extremely good. Fucking yeah. metal. Yeah. yeah. I like three a lot too. Three, I don't th- I've actually only seen one and two, I think. Three is very three is like more is a lot like kind of I don't know if you could call it tame, but it's more but anyway. There are, I hear I'm some gonna, of I'm the gonna later definitely ones do have like value. Least, I and that's what I've heard. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get through like four or five. Yeah. And six. we could that's do. Cool. I believe there are only four Wishmasters. Oh, I've never seen a Wishmaster. I also mm. don't really. I don't like, know if you. Want I to think do that. like yeah. Wishmaster one is is so much fun, but it's not great. But those sequels are. I've if we do something like that. Wishmaster, we should do what we did here. Like we should just do like two an episode or something. Yeah, yeah. you know that sounds cool. We'll, we'll, we'll figure think it about out. It. We'll think yeah. and if you have an idea, let us know. Yeah, email us. Tell us like if there's something. Two parter we could do. Yeah, no, like I just watched the first two Slumber Party Massacre movies, what about, uh, but I can't find the third one. You I know what I've never seen? I've never seen either of the Fright Night movies. Oh, well, we we actually we did, did the first uh, and the remake. Yeah, we did the first and the remake. Oh, I've nice. never seen the sequel. Well, there's a sequel that Tommy Lee Wallace did. Yeah, in like the late '80s. So I'm gonna try to get those done this fall. I have. I have a nerdy list of like here is specifically what I'm trying to get through in the next two months nice. as far yeah. as Halloween movies go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna finish up my zombies. Yeah, get the do zombies done. Got to get the zombies done. And actually, to tell you the truth, uh, I slept on Hell House LLC two. Yeah, I've not done those. And three just dropped. And I hear two's okay, uh, but one is fucking great. Okay. It's it's like one of the good Solid. found footage movies that like really nails use of it. Um, so we'll see about the sequels, but I, I I'm kind of on it now. Right. I'm, I'm gonna try to do the wreck movies too. I've oh yeah, I've never seen, seen those. Seen I heard wrecks. they're good. Wreck two is like the scariest movie I've ever seen. It is well, that's horrifying. Awesome. I can. I so see good, it. and all of them have value. They have like a cheeky sense of humor. It's all four are great. Definitely. I think there's five, and I remember liking all of them. Man, I wanted to ask you guys a question about something, things. but no, that's okay. Let's. It's all right. We can do it <laughs> off mic. At us. We'll yeah. do it off Public. mic. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna see you guys in yeah. two minutes. Yes. You're gonna come back for us. Thanks, man. <laughs> there you go. Plug yourself. What? Are, where... oh, my name is Andy Elijah, and uh, you can find my ratings on Cinema Seventy Six. Um, I will be at the uh, Philadelphia Film Festival as much as possible this year, uh, covering uh, doing capsule reviews for Cinema Seventy Six. So. Really excited, so I hope to see you there. And uh, yeah, and I will have just written about Casualties of War when you're listening to this, yeah. which is going to make a great double feature with uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 because it's another uh, War is Hell movie. Oh, versus, interesting. 
War is fun. Uh, plug your band too, Andy. <laughs> oh, Baker Man. We we haven't done much in a while, but still listen to our record. Well, yeah, you just put a record out. Uh, yeah, we put a record out last year, the end of last year, almost a year ago, but still feels yeah. fresh. I'm um, called Skeptics and That's record. what it's called. And it's it's we put a lot of work into it, and and I'm very it's, proud it's of really it. good. Yeah, it's it is very good. good. Yeah, I know you guys are the best. Yeah. Thank you. You're the best. Yeah, thank You're you. For, yeah, thanks Bruce for being here and bringing us some Rambo. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. It's with an F. Uh, letterboxcom slash Philadelphia. I write for Cinema Seventy Six, uh, FarsightedBlog.com. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm also Andy at Andrew M. Elijah on Twitter. Uh, at Dan Scully on Letterboxd and Twitter, Cinema76 as well. I'll be covering the film festival as well for Findy. And, um, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. We should also, once again, just plug Rosalie's movie, Pizza gonna Man. Say, You're going to yeah. see some links floating yeah. around go, in our go circles. Go to moviejohn.com. Because yeah. uh, a, a, now there is a live like uh, a GoFundMe for, yeah. for the production of the movie. That's this is a cool a, thing to donate yeah. to. We she's got some really shit. Cool she's actually making shit. So we yeah, I think next help weekend. I think actually, well, maybe the day that this comes out, I believe there's a isn't there a pizza fundraiser happening? Pizza fundraiser at, at Snap, Snap Pizza. pizza. Yep. And yep. also there's one at Tattooed Moms. There's going to be a bingo, a bingo night. Right. So that's yeah. all at moviejohn.com, yep. and awesome. uh, we'll be at, at all of those yeah. things. I think Definitely. for for the most part. Yeah. And um, yeah, so come do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, my name is Gareth Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Andy Elijah, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because we like to movie.